Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 20 of the Searchcast, presented by Primal X Hockey, Shocked Hydrate, and In the Clutch Apparel. I'm your host, Zach Martin, and with me today, I have, once again, not one, but two guests with me on today's episode. Number 20, we are on the Sebastian Ajo numbered episodes of the podcast. It uh, seems a little fishy going around here of uh, how this season kind of ended, but it is what it is. But like I said, two guests today. One is making his debut on the podcast as a guest, and I have not a one, not a two, but a three-time returning guest. The first one I have today, he is a newcomer to Belly Up, expect, more importantly, Belly Up Hockey. He is one half of the Mile High Pundit, talking nothing and everything about Colorado sports, mostly Denver, you know, the Avalanche, the Rockies, the Colorado Eagles, all that good stuff. I'm excited to have Joel James, or a.k.a. Stack Guy JJ, if you're part of the Locked On Avalanche spaces, Joel or JJ, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing just fine. And Dandy Zachary, you know he uh, and debut on the Surge Cast. Happy to be a happy to be a part of it. Um, and it's going to be a big episode, so I'm excited to. Uh, I, you caught me on a day off, so I am ready to just kind of sit back. Talk some good, good hockey because that is what the Canes play. Um, just yeah, yeah, it's going to be a proper send off. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Like I said, uh, co host on the Mile High Pundit. I we will be starting work with Belly Up uh, pretty soon. Actually, we're getting like our Spreaker accounts set up and and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, ready to roll and and talk some Canes hockey. No, like I said, I appreciate that, man. We're really excited to have you on. We you know, we. Wanted to get some more Avalanche content out there, and why not reach out to the probably one of the best freelance in Colorado podcast groups I know. So, kind of had had you guys on as the Belly of Hockey Head. Got to got to bring some good talent onto the on the uh, brand. So happy to have you guys on. Really excited. And for those who don't know, JJ actually picked the Hurricanes to be his second team. So it's kind of why he's also on the podcast. You know, got to initiate him a little bit more into the Kaniac Nation, as you would say. So, very excited to have you on, Joel. And like I said, we have a three-time repeated guest, first three-peat guest on the show. Everyone knows her. She hosts the longest podcast episode to date of the Searchcast. Once again, Billy Curtis. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> For a third time. Welcome, welcome to the Terminator. Oh yeah, <laughs> three episodes. Happy to be here, and especially happy to uh, 
find or get on the podcast while we can introduce Joel and uh, properly induct him into the Kaniac Nation. Yeah, very, very, very. Uh, we're here for it. We're here for it. But how are you doing today, though? Pretty good. A uh, little tired. Uh, so just kind of rolling, but excited to talk some hockey. Yeah, no, for sure, because I know you two were kind of pretty late for the uh, Colorado uh, Edmonton Oilers game last night, which was kind of crazy. So for the show, we will talk a little bit about the Avalanche. That's kind of towards the end, you know, just because of the fact we have JJ on. You know, kind of want to have him on, talk about, you know, his team, his number one team a little bit more, kind of get a good idea for Mile High Pundit, of those who want to kind of want to check into other belly up hockey podcasts and stuff like that. Um, so just we're going to do a little bit of that today. We're also going to talk about, Kane's postseason. I know we did. A, I know I did a little bit uh, back about a week or so ago about the Bruins. Kind of preview the Rangers a little bit. So we are going to go through both series. Talk about certain players. You know what we kind of what kind of Achilles healed the Hurricanes during the po- during the you know mm-hmm. postseason and stuff like that. Kind of have a proper send off, and then you know talk you know reminisce a little bit about season one of the podcast, uh, and then you know got a little bit of. Uh, Exciting things to talk about, you know, in, in terms of what's going to happen for season two of the podcast. But yeah, it should be an interesting uh, episode today. It's um, not going to lie; I needed a break last night from hockey. Fair. It was. <laughs> it's it been, happens. It's been yeah, it's been nonstop since, like I said. Obviously, you know, watching every game, you know, that's one thing as a fan. But then doing like a podcast episode, you know, every week, and then the playoffs start. You're doing one almost every other day, or one every couple of days trying to stay up with it and then do, hosting spaces on Twitter for every hurricanes game. And then also being a, you know, a speaker on, you know, the lockdown avalanche one, it's been hockey every single night. For the basically last, like, just been living, eating and breathing hockey the past few months. Yeah. So. Well, especially, yeah, especially the last like, you know, month or so where she's been just constant hockey. So it's kind of needed a breather last night. Cause Still feeling uh, a little sad that the season ended. The Hurricanes did do their exit interviews. Um, the exit interview interviews are going to get their own episode for episode 21. Um, I kind of feel like they kind of garner their own full episode to themselves. I didn't want to kind of add them into this and make this like a three-hour episode. I'm trying to keep this reasonably to about an hour or so just because. Um, so they're going to do their they're going to do their own things um like i said their own episode so this is more of just like a season like a playoff recap send off into the off season talk about you know potential free agents and stuff like that but bailey as a fellow hurricanes fan um <laughs> how was like your how's the last like 32 plus i don't know how many hours it's been since the last game but how, how have you been since the end of game seven from round two it still stings a little bit because, I mean, we had a heck of a role going too, just a, like a heck of a home record. Um, and to lose it all in a game seven of all games, it's it, it stings. It hurts. Um, and especially in, in the fashion that we lost to what was a little bit of a blowout compared to what the games have kind of looked like for round two. So. Um, it hurts. I'm not as sad as I was, uh, after the game, um, slowly getting over it, but I'm glad I, at least there's still hockey on. It's just not my team. So, well, yeah, well you do have the avalanche is your second team. So you kind of still have hockey, but it's kind of like, it's not my number one 
but it's still like a team that you're rooting for to win. So everybody in the locked on space will skin me alive if I tell them that I'm not rooting for the abs. So <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, like I said, for me, like I love the locked on space. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's a great group to be in. You know, the peanut gallery on our group chats, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So I mean, I kind of adopted the Avalanche as kind of like a team that I'm gonna like follow, but not be like, you know, you know, ro- you know, rooting for them and right. stuff like that. But mostly a lot, of, mostly following stuff like that maybe get like a shirt seat just out of solidarity with everyone so it's kind of something like that but um because yeah. <laughs> as you can tell i already got two teams um <laughs> so but it's just kind of like you know a solidarity with the you know you know all my friends out there in colorado right so it's kind of like one of those things um but yeah it game seven was i would say that that like you said like there's a lot of streaks broken that night like a home winning streak was up to like 15 Game sevens was like six and zero. Oh. I mean, there was a bunch of streaks that were pretty much on the line, and somehow that game just got away so fast. And that was like, yeah, you're going to game seven, you kind of feel kind of good about it, but at the same time, you're like, man, game six wasn't that great. And it was one of those things where the offense was mainly cold that entire series. Yeah, I think that's. That's what kind of hurt the Hurricanes a lot and special teams like special teams really hurt this team. See, and I had and I probably shouldn't have, but I had my hopes high after uh, we finally had a power play goal. Thanks to Tavo Taravainen. Um, <laughs> but it, I I was hoping that things were kind of starting to look up after that. And then just to kind of see it go right back where it used to or right back where it was mm. is it's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that hurts was I think it was like one for 15 or one for 16 in this. No, two for 16, two for 17, because, you know, we did get a power play goal in game seven. That was from Vincent Trocek, but two for 17, that's really, that's like barely 6%. That's really brutal. You're talking 11 for 98 or 99 in the playoffs. That's really, really bad. Like basically, it's like the specialty. And I talked about this with, with Walt Ruff on, you know, the last episode um that we basically both said this was before game six yeah i think it was either game five or six one of the two it's like you don't want you want to go five on five right you go on special teams you're going to be in trouble and that's what that's what the achilles heels that was their achilles heel the entire playoffs and even like since march the power players went stone cold and they were just so inconsistent and then it's like the penalty kill got so overworked because you know you're the most penalized team in the league, which still doesn't make any sense because they weren't really doing anything wrong. It was a lot of ticky tacky stuff, but it's just yeah. even on the road, they were like 70% on the road on the penalty kill, but at home they were like 90 something percent. Now I, I was, think it's more like low mid 80s now because they give like two in game seven. But still, though, it's like you're talking a 20 point difference between home and road. That's really brutal for the penalty kill. And even the power play was just absolutely miserable and it was definitely a letdown too just seeing how great our penalty get or kill was during the regular season uh for being like number one in the league for penalty kills which 88%, i mean 88 yeah, so, for the regular season right and so i mean i'm sure all the penalties that we grab being the most penalty and penalized team in hockey um does it, it, that kind of helps with it but it, it was definitely a letdown to kind of see how many power play 
productions that uh both the Bruins and the Rangers kind of had on us it was definitely it, it looked like a different it, like I don't know what happened what they ate before games that was different before the or during the from the regular season but yeah it was just it it, it was heartbreaking to kind of see that kind of go down the drain too yeah for sure and I mean Joel I mean you've been basically with our you know on our can spaces you have adopted the Kansas as your second team you said like the style of the Hurricanes and the Avalanche are kind of the same for the most part like what were your thoughts you know you're looking at just the problem that was the special teams it really hindered this team from actually getting a flow going like we saw all season because it was a lot more five on five in the regular season they got penalized a lot but they were still able to score goals and get a lot of wins. Like, what did you think of how the special teams kind of played a factor in the postseason for the Hurricanes, especially more so in the Rangers series compared to the Boston series? So with and like with the power play, the the PK, like Bailey was saying, regular season was top notch. I mean, when I did when I was able to watch Hurricanes games, um, they were always doing great things. Um, the, and not bad, like the series with, uh, you know, for, for this playoffs too, they had, I think two shorthanded goals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hats off to, uh, I, I think it was Brendan Smith and I want to say Trocek. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, it was, right. yeah, it was Trocek, it was Trocek and uh, Brendan Smith. Cause I know it was like the Trocek one was like a weird bouncy skate play. And I love those types of plays. Well, we'll, we'll, oh, they're my favorite. We'll, we'll take, we'll take all the greasy goals. Hey, they count, right? Goals are goals. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. But that was what, like, uh, just, just watching them compared to the avalanche. First off, two very, very good defensive teams, um, elite Absolutely. defensive teams. Um, issue with the abs is they have a little bit more explosiveness. Um, mm-hmm. Canes have good players, up and down the roster. I don't think that's necessarily the issue, but like looking at it, it was almost like a mentality thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, like it wasn't, it didn't start out as a big deal, you know, with Boston, they were clearly the better team that series seven games out of seven. They should have won game their games on the road too. In my opinion, um, it could have been a much shorter series, but playoff hockey's playoff hockey stuff happens. Like, you could always trace it to like a few, a few moments in each game where like the tide really shifts, in my opinion. And like for example, Rangers game seven came out a little bit shaky, like nerves, whatever. But yeah. like in, I mean, you know, late second, early third, there were multiple opportunities to uh to get stuff done um and i actually went back and did my my due diligence so <laughs> the past hey, right yeah, that's, so that's so, so stack ijj for a reason right <laughs> thank you um but uh the last so last four seasons canes have made the playoffs right yeah it's been a great great run um especially after a 10-year drought me, we we, being... we, don't, we don't we don't talk about the dark times of the, of, of the, <laughs> we, we, the dark we ages talk, yeah we don't talk about but, the dark ages with like you know bill peters and that's fair that's fair. rough <laughs> rough teams like it's that. taboo but i can yeah, we, we don't I, talk I, about we don't talk about that <laughs> I, I can attest like being an avis fan they went through a very similar time and now they're enjoying some sustained success 
Um, so past four seasons, I mean, it's been great, right? You've got, you went three series in 2019, you went two and 20, but that was like the weird, you know, eight game bubble season yeah. after that yeah. central division champs hoot hoot. Um, yep. and then, you know, 14 games, this playoffs, um, it's, you're seeing sustained success. Like the yeah. building blocks are there. In my opinion, you just need like maybe a couple pieces to get over the hump. And that starts on special teams. Um, PK was brutal, but throughout those four years, power play wise, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. 45 goals against versus 22 scored. So in my opinion, it, it kind of comes down to hopefully there's like a, a mentality shift at some point. Um, because like I said, Boston series, 100%, they were the better team. Yeah. Rangers series, you know, stats were basically equal on the road and at home, except for goals on the road for the most part, which is the weirdest thing. Avs are amazing at creating high danger chances. I saw nothing but that from the Canes this series. Well, you and you even said too, because like you're in charge of the high danger chances on the space too. Like we had so many more high danger chances during game seven than the Rangers. Like we have no problem creating them. It's just finding that production that's been really, really shaky. Yeah, like like we're going over like certainly the player stats throughout the playoffs and stuff like that to be like, okay, who was there, who kind of wasn't there. And here's the thing that I think didn't help was, and that's why I was kind of hoping Pittsburgh would beat the Rangers because I mean it's Pittsburgh. Like they're good, but like there's like you could easily there's a you see the Hurricanes beating Pittsburgh. Right. Probably I wouldn't say like five games, but you can definitely see like a six game series with Pittsburgh. Then just Pittsburgh gonna get the job done, and that's why once I go into the Rangers, I'm like I'm optimistic, but I'm still not feeling great because it was still 14, 10 in goals in the regular season. They were all close games, and and it was and it was a Georgiev that shut out the Hurricanes on my birthday. Good thing I didn't go to the game because that would have been brutal <laughs> for my birthday to drive there to watch oh, a shutout. Yeah. But it was just it was it was even through the regular season, and I even knew then it's like. If we get the Rangers, this is going to be a really tough series, and I don't feel good about it because it's like the Rangers, weren't, they weren't a bad team. Like We had to go into Master Square Garden for like the second to last game of the season 
to to seal the division title. Because if not, you're going tied going to the last game. And you don't want really want to do that. So it's kind of like that's how close it was to where it was like the second to last game of the season kind of decided who wins the Metro. And it's just one of those things where adjustments were made and the, the Rangers were just kind of all over the Hurricanes. And unfortunately, Shusterkin decided to show up for this series, even though he had a terrible series against the, you know against Pittsburgh. He just wakes up and plays Vesna, you know, Heart Trophy. You know, it's just one of those. He things plays where like the Vesna Heart candidate that he is. Yes. Basically, yes, it, and, that, and that is the wrong the, time for the Hurricanes for yeah. for him to wake up. It's against them, and 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 another thing too is like we found out today from exit interviews. Like I said, we're gonna do a lot of more of the exit interviews next episode, but I have to bring this point up. It was known. It it came out that uh, Freddie tore his MCL. Against Colorado, and that's how he missed the rest of the regular season and missed most of the entire playoffs. He said he was getting close to being back, but the problem is, are you talking a third round appearance or are you talking a Stanley Cup final appearance when he's back? And that's like, and I, I know Bailey, you 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 kind of study this in college and stuff like that, and you're kind of like you have yeah. more of a basis on this. But it's like even then, it's very, it, they all work differently. But it's like. When would we have actually gotten Freddie back if he was able to come back? See, and just given the promise that they kind of made to us uh, during round one uh, game, what was it, game six, game seven, that Freddie would be back for round two, I didn't think it was a bad – like, I, I knew it was a bad injury, but I didn't think it had anything to do with, uh, like, actually tearing anything in his knee. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like, so. It, it was just very interesting, but – I mean, it, it, and it's that's what makes it a little more of a sting, too, is knowing that he was close to being back. Because, yeah. I mean, it, like I was kind of explaining uh, to and to you guys in the group, whatever, um, the MCL is it, like it is a stability ligament in your knee, but it's not like your ACL and your PCL because your yeah. ACL and your PCL, those are surgery kind of injuries and granted yeah the mcl and the lcl can be that kind of they can go that route too just depending on how bad they are but normally it doesn't just because they are regenerative and therefore kind of allow for a uh, shorter recovery time so it, it's it, it sucks knowing that he was so freaking close and just having that kind of taken away from him too yeah definitely for sure and that's what kind of hurts like i've blown my knee out i've torn you know you know, my other knee as well. It's like, those aren't fun to deal with. Oh no! Well, especially when it's like in the middle of like coming back up in the middle of a squat and your right knee just gives absolutely, absolutely yep. out as you're trying to go back up. So yeah, it sucks. You know, it's not like, you know, hockey player level where it's bad, but it's like, it's still, it still hurts. It still stings. And it's, it's the biggest, I think it's gonna be the biggest what if of the playoffs. Like what happens if you have Freddie and Antioranta in the net? Instead of riding anti Ronta the entire playoffs and having Kochkov come in for you know, relief and stuff like that, yeah. relief or having to come in because anti Ronta got hurt in the Boston series because of David Posternock, and it's just what happens if you have the Jennings the Jennings duo together instead of one half? You, it's you probably it's a, win it's game, a big what if. You probably win Game Seven. Absolutely. Um, I, mean, I think I think just, Boston, just from the wear and tear aspects, like. Ronta, he he played in over his head this series. Stood on um, his freaking head, yeah. Both he, both series, he stood on his head, and it's like 
and that's his first real playoff start. So like he's yeah. going into the like you're you're giving a guy who's finally getting his first chance at a playoff run, and you're doing it on a most points in the season, most wins in the season type hurricane team, and everyone's like, oh, these guys are going to the conference final. They're going to the you know they're going to go into the cup. You know, are they making appearance? It's that's a lot on anti Ranta. And like looking going, at stats too, like he had never started a postseason game. Yeah. Before this postseason with us. And what a freaking career start for like what a freaking career for him. Yeah. Yeah, That's a a moment he's gonna remember for the rest of his life. Oh, for sure. It's it's definitely one that you're gonna like hang your hat on. Like, like I said, another because another against Toronto, like you gotta love the guy for what what he did in the playoffs. But you also it's also that what if of what happens if you have Freddie as well. Because no, I'm not taking anything away from Antoronta. Like yeah. I love I love Rance. He played out of his mind. I expect a lot of 32 jerseys next year because you have to, especially how we play this postseason. You gotta love the guy. It's just it, it's a, like you said, Joel, a lot of wear and tear on that body, especially when you got hurt twice yeah. in this series. And like and and watching, in the regular season. Watching the games too, like with all you guys, like every single game, one through fourteen through the playoffs, the only bad slash questionable game that he had was game six against New York. Then that's what I said. This was and every, every goalie has their bad game in the mm-hmm. playoffs. And that was his game was game six. And like, and you everyone, can't, every, like every, yeah, everyone's losing their minds. It's like, it's you can't slander him for game. that. Like he's, he's a guy that if, if Anderson's healthy, in my opinion, and playing well, I mean, Ronta was playing almost better than Anderson there mm-hmm. for stretches in my opinion. Oh yeah. And well, and, to have them as a tandem, like coming from a Colorado guy who, you know, we've always kind of done the same philosophy, 1A, 1B, instead of a clear starter where you ride, then you have a backup. Like, yeah. that's the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. If they're both healthy, that is the way to go. And it's I love just... teams that do that. Instead, Like, I... And it's something uh, somebody said to me was like riding the hot goalie. It works, but having it like it having that one A one B type situation allows for rest, and you're not getting burned out in the game. You're not having slip ups. Like I mean, right before Freddie got hurt, he was having a kind of long streak of games. Uh, we didn't see Freddie a whole lot in the few weeks before he got injured. Um, as far as I remember, my memory is crap though. So correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but, um, it, like Freddie was playing a lot and a lot of people noticed before he got injured is that he just wasn't on his game. And it, it's, it's one of those things you kind of think like where, what was going on with Ronta during that series, during that period, like, was he just not feeling a hundred percent? Um, it, yeah. like what's going on there, but it, it's, it's so nice when you're able to give your goalies that kind of rest and keep it fresh. So you're able to have great games like they did all season. Like, like going yeah. back to Zach, he, he was injured twice in this, in this last series and he's still, you know, I, I would, I would love to say that, you know, if he stays healthy game seven, baby goalie gave up that strong goal at probably the worst time. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ronta makes that mistake. I really don't. Yeah. Um, like he makes that safe in my opinion. Yeah. You kind of feel bad for Kochkov because the fact that you're coming in, Ronta gets hurt. It's already been a meh game to begin with. And now you got to try to be shut the door, keep a minute. 
that's a bad spot for a guy who's had a spot relief in game six. Now you get a spot relief in game seven. You start game three or four. I think it's four. Three or four against Boston. That's really all he got in the postseason. So it wasn't like he was, you know, Cam Ward-esque, oh, I'm going to be playing like four games in round one and like three in round two or, you know, something like that where he's getting a bunch of start time. It's like spot relief, like start spot, spot relief and spot relief. And like he played three games, like not even a total of two full games if you really and- think about it. It's like that's a tough spot to put a guy in, especially now you're in a game seven against a Rangers team who's really feeling it right now with their goalie who basically goalied the hur- the Hurricanes and the fact that the offense is c- catching fire. Like, that's a bad spot to put a kid in like that. Right, and that that's exactly what I was going to say too is just like imagine the pressure that he must have felt during Game 7 having to go in in such an important game in the series. Um, it, it's just it, like, in, like you were saying, Joel, like it, it's one of those things. Yeah. Ron, or Ron, or Ronta probably could have made some of those saves, but it, like, think of it. We've got a veteran keeper versus a guy who's only been in America for a few months. Yeah. Uh, hasn't it like, he doesn't have a lot of pro level experience and it like or NHL experience at all, and it's it, it's just it like it's a terrible position for him to be in. I I couldn't imagine being him during that game. The amount of pressure he must have been under, and he he holds himself well, which is really really nice oh, yeah. to see. He's got mm-hmm. more confidence than I've seen in a goalie in a long to, time, especially to as see a rookie. Him, oh, what was it? Uh, it was against Boston, but to see him back down, <laughs> pasta. Or oh, it was Marshawn. Was Marshawn. Oh, that was so uh, Oh, man, that was just was, beautiful. Um, I want to get like, that framed and put it on my wall. <laughs> you got you got to have it with like the height and weight stats for them as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like a fight card. Like it's like you don't it's like, man, you really don't want to do this right now. And like and that's the thing like you're saying, but like he's there for a few months. Like he had like three wins in his first three games, kind of played in four games in the regular season, three in the postseason, like. It wasn't like he was in the league, for like you know, like we keep saying, Cam Ward. Wardo mm-hmm. was Wardo was there the whole. He had season. experience yeah, for he the entire season, the whole season and stuff like that. Because Martin Gerber played out of his mind the whole regular season and kind of like struggled ish in the playoffs, especially against the Montreal series in 06. But it was like at least Cam Ward knew what he was kind of doing going into the playoffs. And of course, he got an absolute heater, and we all know what happened in the in the playoffs in 06. My but hero. it's just like. Lo- love Wardo. I just <laughs> get his number retired is all I have to say, and it has to be in a number shape like his jersey, like the original cup winning, mm-hmm. like how they have for Ronnie Francis. But it's just Rod Brendamore, also that needs to happen as well. Um, but it's just it's 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 hard for Kochkov to go into a situation like that, and it's you feel bad for the kid, you also feel bad for Ronta too because it's like he. It's his first postseason. He's really trying. It's just, and the thing is, special teams is really was really killer that entire like the whole entire playoffs. Penalty kill was getting overworked, and you really think about it, that top six wasn't. It wasn't Didn't have the best top, postseason. So it wasn't. It wasn't top six six esque. Like outside of Trocheck, it was. Uh, yeah, Aho did get goals. Like I said, we'll do stats there in a little bit. But even then. Aho was quiet. Svechikov was quiet. He just like, didn't have anybody showing up in front of him like you would expect a team that, to in that a game offense, like that. 
yeah, the offense so, just kind of went stone cold. And like the Boston series, obviously they were in it because they scored five goals basically every time they won. But the Rangers series, it was just it was a lot more defensively sound. That's why it was a lot closer games. And like unlike Game Seven, where it was mo- it was a blowout, unfortunately. But it's like you get what four goals in your first like two games, like so that's kind of brutal for the playoffs. Like you're going, like, that's almost going stone cold. And and for playoffs alone. Like there were some weird moments that game seven, um, at some pivotal pivotal times. Um, I mean, for for one, you know, New York Rangers scoring five five power play goals in the last five games. Usually, like yeah, you know, <laughs> that, pretty, yeah, yeah. There's usually, been... your PK will will write issues. Like that's just a string of bad luck. I think it was then game that entire game and, seven was because you know Jarvis got injured too he did I, yeah. not look good going off yeah. the bench that's what I was getting to so yeah. like the power play goals they had two that game yeah that they were both extremely brutal. extremely weird goals because the second power play goal like what what Bailey was alluding to get called for a too many men on the ice because Natchez is coming in and he doesn't realize that Jarvis is hurt yet. That's yeah. just unfortunate. That's and kind of that's if you're if you're the refs, you kind of know that he's hurt. You kind of let that one slide because like what can you do when the dude is because initially because we heard oh he broke his skate because the way he was like sitting on the bench, someone thought his skate broke, and then you look at the hit later, you're like ooh, and the fact that Truba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. <laughs> For back-to-back series, no calls on high hits, but everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, that was clean. It said wasn't intended. It's and like- it just, it was unlucky for Jarvis too, because literally, the was it the game before he had caught a stick, a heck of a slapper face. to the face. It bent yeah. his forefront teeth in. Yeah, it like, did. It, it's, he's just coming off of that, and then he gets hit in the head, and protocol you got to take him off and let's let's not forget like the boston series he took the shots of the uh the baby jarvises like yeah, <laughs> um, he, yeah. He had a rough playoffs. <laughs> yeah. no pun intended it was yeah it was very very rough it's just <sighs> kid yeah, had a heck of a first oh, postseason with the canes though too. I, I said going into the playoffs this guy he'll be the underrated x factor for the hurricanes and he lived up to the underrated x factor to a t because the fact that this kid's only 20, oh, I cannot wait until he's like Svechnikov at 22 or Aho at like 23, 24. Especially when you've got Aho as a mentor, too, yeah. the way that Aho kind of took him in. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot, and I've been seeing this a lot, too. I don't know if, like I said, I don't want to throw a name attached to it because I forget, I forget where I saw it, but someone said 
that the Hurricanes have good scoring. But like you were saying earlier, Joel, they don't have the they don't have the body or two of those guys that can they can literally steal a series or can you know bury pucks on a consistent they're going to score every night type basis. Like they're like we have superstars in this team, but it's like we don't have the. It's not like a McKinnon or Landeskog kind of superstar. We don't have we yeah yeah like we have like I I hate when people say we don't have superstars. Aho is a superstar. Sveshikov's a superstar. We have superstars on this team. Seth Jarvis is going to be one too. Give him a couple more years. I mean, Jacob Slavin is a superstar. Let's stop acting like he's an underrated defenseman. Like, let's be honest. He's been leading takeaways since his debut in fifteen sixteen. He like had like ten penalty minutes in the last two seasons combined. He should be winning the Lady Bing again this year. He should be winning a Norris, but I'm not going to. You all I'm know not my feelings into that. You know yeah. how I feel about the Norris, but still, like we have superstars on this team. Freddie Anderson is a superstar. Let's be honest. The dude had an amazing season. In fact, he got snubbed out of a Vesna, at least a nomination. That's how. That's a crime <sighs> against hockey. You know the humanity of hockey and the hockey gods. But it's like. We have superstars, but like you know what you said, Bill. We don't have the McKinnon, Landeskog, the I would like say David, Leon, yeah, Leon Dreisaitl, you know Austin Matthews. Like I would love to have in the elite top echelon super. Like there's like there's like superstar, then there's an elite superstar. Like I said, we so, have superstars. We just need that elite superstar who's going to be like, okay, I will take the puck and turn games on its head and I'll bury ridiculous goals like Nathan McKinnon with his insane back coast to coast backhand we saw against the blues. It's just like you said, Joel, we need those one or two pieces. that are going to take it to the next level for the hurricanes. You'd be like, okay, we are going to be a problem because they're kind of like where the avalanche were kind of making, you know, they go through the first round struggle in the second round. They might make it to the third. you You said they made the conference final not too long ago. It's like, they're basically where the avalanche are kind of at. They're still slowly building to something better. And I think it's like we have a good top six, but I still think we need a more of an elite top end top six. If that kind of makes sense to the both of you. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, so like, you, yeah, definitely, definitely Zach. Um, and in my opinion, the trade deadline this year, get rid of Max Domi um, and find that top six guy. Like, I don't know. He, it was an interesting, it was a good trade because it was a, a cheap trade. We got um, away with highway robbery with it. Yeah. For the, for the fact and that you had like the, a six had rounder the, and yeah, it was two, two, first. yeah, two prospects who may not ever see an NHL roster. And the fact that you had the jackets and a, and a team in your conference who is paying really three good. quarters of his salary. Yeah. 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 You're, you're basically, yeah, you're basically paying a third or a quarter of his salary. Well, yeah, it's highway robbery. And it was, and he was huge in that game seven against Boston. Like he, that's a completely different game. If he doesn't put those two pucks in the net. So yeah, he was great. Steal, great steal at the, at the trade deadline. His, so his late game heroic, like his game seven heroics, we'll say, cause he, he scored in game seven of New York too, I think. Uh, um, not in game seven. No, yeah, he did. He yeah, did he score did. He had a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the, yeah, he had the last goal for the. Last he goal. got the he got the last Carolina Hurricanes goal of the season. I just realized that Max Domi so, ended it. Like that's great. Like that's fantastic. But like looking at him as like a guy whose only job is to score goals, 
it has to be a little bit better throughout the series so that you don't get to those game sevens. Like yeah. he needs to be just a little bit. And I get like he always, he's only played in like 19 games with you guys since the trade deadline. So yeah, it's but like his, he, was, he wasn't his added for 50, scoring. He wasn't added for scoring. That was the thing. Yeah. Like, like that's not what he was really added for. Like, yeah, scoring a little bit, but it's like I think it was more of like a little bit of a physicality kind of like that guy who's going to be like, don't mess with the young guys. Like he'll like stick up for himself. Mm-hmm. And I that's the one so. thing that a lot of people going into like once that trade went through, a lot of people thought he was going to be like people didn't think he was going to be a goal scorer. That's not why he was brought on. He was yeah. there to be a pest on the ice. And Basically. that was honestly kind of a letdown as well, because uh, like, see, I personally like him a lot better on the fourth line than I do on the second line where Rod put him a lot of times when he was kind of first starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it like, it didn't work out for him and he had so much more production. He was so much more visible when he yeah. was there on that fourth line. Um, but so, yeah, he, he wasn't there to score goals. I mean, sure. Goals are great when they come, but yeah. Well, like you said about, so I guess like, like take him away from it then like, you, you know, stall and fat and, uh, yes, fast. Like they do other things besides like, you know, uh, you know, there are other contribution guys as well. Yeah, they they shut they shut down the top lines, which is basically what Jordan Stahl is. He's really good at shutting down lines. And like in what we was going off of with with Domi, it was just like he, that's he's not a second line guy. He he hasn't been his entire career. He's not a goal scorer. That's the problem. And talking about lineups real quick, poor Ethan Bear did not see a playoff game poor at Bearsy. all. Like, bro, like. I I can kind of understand that because the defense was somewhat consistently good-ish at home. The road, I would I would have given Ethan Bear a couple games for the fact that he got zero. Zero games. That's pretty brutal for that. I mean, luckily we'll probably have him back next season because I think he's an RFA, but that still that still kind of stings. Like you know, how, and I was yeah. going to say, I need to try to find the tweet that I was looking at earlier. So listen to this. The Hurricanes were 40-13-5 with Ethan Bear in the lineup and 21-14-3 with him out. So basically what you're saying is, sorry, Brendan Smith, you're not coming back next year. We need Ethan Bear full-time because we have a lot of, we have a few RFA, we have two RFA, uh, UFAs on the defense. Yeah. And Ethan Bear's an RFA. So what you're saying is Ethan Bear needs to be resigned for a longer contract extension and needs to play a lot of minutes next season. And the thing that sucks about Bearsy though is the it, COVID just really hit him at a really inopportune time. Yeah, um, because he did not bounce back like a lot of the like almost every other player in the NHL did. Like it, it kept yeah. him out of commission for a while, and that's exactly what and allowed I'm, Brendan Smith to come and kind of show out and show that he earns quote unquote earns a spot on the roster. Yeah, I, I like Brendan. Smith, but I don't. Yeah, he was kind. Of, he was huge in a couple of games, but it's for me that's still a thing where it's. I kind of feel the same about Brendan Smith as I do about Max Domi. It, it's 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 great to have, but it's not something I want to see all of next season. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, okay, we saw a season, but it's great. But Ethan Bear is younger. Like I think he's twenty six compared to thirty three of brendan smith it's just i feel like it's gonna be um you need you kind of need like an ethan bear 
for a season because of how young he is, and he's good. Like you said, this like the like with him in the lineup, you want to have that. Like I think he brings a different style to his game. So I agree. I think Ethan Bear needs more of a showing next year. And I mean, we'll like I said, we'll do a little bit more of the offseason stuff real quick, you know, in a little bit. But um, bef- so I wanted to jump into the playoff stats real quick. But before we do that. We're going to uh, kick it over to the sponsors real quick of the podcast. You know, Primal X Hockey, Shock Hydrate, In the Clutch. And, you know, just take a few seconds, give a few minutes to, you know, talk about them and all their great support to this podcast. Once we come back, we'll do uh, playoff stats, kind of what we want to see with how the offseason is going to go. A tad bit of Colorado Rock, uh, not Rockies, Avalanche stuff, sorry. It's been a long day. I've been out in 10 hours worth of sunlight. My brain's fried. They were the Rockies many a moon ago. They were, so I wasn't completely <laughs> off. But, but, yeah, but yeah, but once we come back, we'll jump into we'll jump into the back end ish of the podcast. Uh we'll get back to that here in a little bit. Hey everyone, we'll go back to the regular scheduled part of the podcast here after we talk with the sponsors of Primo X Hockey, Shocked Hydrate, and in the clutch apparel. If you're looking for any cool hockey equipment, we're talking from stick protectors, pucks skate laces, all that good stuff. Make sure to check out the boys over at Primo X Hockey. They are really amazing. They have really great products over there. The good thing about them is they do free shipping across the United States, or if you want to, since they're based in the Raleigh area, you can go pick up their products at their warehouse. Really simple and easy to use. Just go over to PrimoXHockey.com. Make sure in the comments when you check out, make sure to tell them that Zach from the SearchCast sent you. They have really a lot of cool stuff over there. They also have hoodies, t-shirts, hats, a lot of great stuff, koozies and stickers. Really great group of guys. Like I said, I cannot talk enough about how great Primo X Hockey is and the fact that they were also the OG day one sponsors. So please go make sure to check them out over there at PrimoXHockey.com for all of your hockey equipment needs. Second sponsor I like to talk about is Shocked Hydrate. If you're looking to take your gaming to the next level, get that energy, get that focus, make sure to go over to shockedhydrate.com and get the watermelon or the green apple flavors. I cannot highly recommend them enough. I really like their watermelon, but I kind of like their green apple a little bit more, but they have really, really amazing stuff over there. If you use the code SEARCHCAST, you will get 10% off your order, so make sure to go check out shockedhydrate.com. There's also, if you click the link tree in the description, click on the Shocked Hydrate link. You can head on over there. And check that out. Like I said, use SurgeCast at checkout for 10% off your order. Really, really great stuff. So take your gaming to the next level with Shock Hydrate. Last sponsor I want to talk about today is In The Clutch Apparel. Really great group over there. They have 100% licensed products. We're talking baseball, football, MLS, all that great stuff. And the cool thing, too, is we also got merch over there from the SurgeCast. So if you're looking for a really cool t-shirt or a hoodie to support the podcast, make sure to check out in the clutch.com. Make sure to go check out the hockey section. And you'll see the search cast. Great t-shirt, great hoodie. Make sure to check that out. They'll really help me and help and support the podcast. And if you use the code surge at checkout, you'll also get 10% off from there as well. So make sure to check out in the clutch.com. Go search for whatever apparel you want. Really cool stuff. If you're also looking for something really cool for hockey apparel wise, make sure to check out the search cast area of the hockey side. And use, like I said, use 10% off when you use the code SURGE. The last sponsor we're going to talk about, it's not about for my specific show, but it is for 
belly up sports. If you go to candidatescbd.com slash belly up 20, or if you go use belly up 20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order with Candidips CBD. I cannot highly recommend these guys enough either. They're really, really great stuff. I really enjoy it. I got the Humboldt Collection Maui Wowie, 100% American grown hemp supplement. You get 15 pouches per can. You get 10 milligrams per pouch. You're talking about 150 milligrams per can. And the good thing with that is, like I said, if you use Belly Up 20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. And also, like I said, go to CanadipsCBD.com slash BellyUp20 to go use that link. It's a really great product. I highly recommend it. I actually just ordered a can of Strawberry Crush and Mango. I'm really excited for those to come in, but I would definitely highly recommend those guys. So make sure, like I said, go to CanadipsCBD.com slash BellyUp20 for 20% off your order with them. And that will help support not just the cast but also all podcasts on the belly up side of things. Now, back to your regular scheduled Hurricanes content with the Searchcast. All right, and we're back. Thank you to all of our amazing sponsors of the podcast, Primax Hockey, Shock Tiger and the Clutch. Very, very awesome to have them with the podcast. So, I need a hoodie. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I mean in the Clutch apparel, you know, you use the code SEARCH for 10% off. We got a really nice uh Search cast Tony. From what I've heard, the quality is very, very nice. So I mean, if you if you if you need to rock some uh, podcast merch in the winter time, because I know it kind of gets cold out where you guys are in Colorado. So I mean, why why not grab a hoodie and you know help support the podcast? Because we want to do cooler stuff. Maybe some giveaways. Maybe some other good stuff. So who knows? So why don't you head on over and do that? Surge ten percent off uh, for a hoodie and a t shirt. Because why not? You know. I have to pick one up and rep it in the South when I go back to see the family because I love repping Av stuff down there, but people look at me like I'm just crazy. <laughs> so you know, well, I'm waiting till I go back to visit North Carolina dressed up in an Avs hoodie and everybody's going to look at me like I'm nuts because I'm all about the gains and they're just like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like, wait, what? So yeah, so there you go. You can have a little bit of a... Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, get, get a search cast, because why not? You know, we'll support, and, you know, it'd be kind of cool. So, but stats-wise, so um, I first looked over it earlier today, and I was like, okay, there's some names that did that contributed pretty well. Uh, other names, not so much. Uh, unfortunately, we did not have a points-per-game guy in the postseason, but we do have two guys at 11 points. And surprisingly, both got four goals and seven assists. Uh, Tavo Teravainen and Sebastian Ajo tied for the most points for the Hurricanes with 11 in 14 games. And here's something surprising, too, I didn't know about. Sebastian Ajo had 12 penalty minutes to Teravainen's two. Yep. Yeah. Very, very interesting. And uh, 
I'd almost say, like, I hate that I can't remember what that penalty was. And I know people listening are going to be yelling at me. <laughs> was it the game, the game seven penalty? Was Probably. Game seven? So, or what, which, which penalty was it? Uh, so Turbo only had two PIMs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two penalty minutes the entire time. And it's just. We'll look this up while you're talking. <laughs> uh, you know, shot, like shot percentage, like 11.8 for Tara Vine. Ajo is 12.5. I mean, you know, Vincent Trocek finished with 10, six goals, four assists. A player that I'm hoping doesn't come back next year is a TDA. He finished with 10, one goal and nine assists. Seth Jarvis, who we did talk about, eight points in the playoffs. His first ever playoffs, three goals, five assists. Um, surprisingly, he did finish with a minus one. That was a little interesting. Very interesting. Vincent Churchick did finish with seven, though. So our our uh, plus minus guy was Churchick, but that's kind of like an over overused stat, really. But I still think it's kind of interesting. He also had nineteen point four on the shot percentage. So you go, Vincent Churchick, young Tro with a nineteen point four and a fifty eight point two five face off percentage. Like, um, like I said, we're going to talk about guys that need to come back next year. Safe to say, Vincent Churchick may be one of those guys. I'm just saying. Um, Jacob Slavin, eight points. I mean, are we are are both of you really shocked that Jacob Slavin, you know, got eight points? He was leading uh plus minus in the postseason for a while there. He was, he so. definitely was. Uh Max Domi got six points, three goals, three assists. Jordan Stahl got six. Nino Niederreiter, five points, four goals and assists, but he did finish with a minus five. Um, Andre Svechikov, five points, four goals and one assist. Martin Nietzsche, five points. All those were assists. Brandon Smith was four. Brady Shea, three. Brett Pesci, three. Ian Cole, two. Just Barry Kakaniemi did finish with two points, but I do have the preference. It's a lot of fourth line, and I'm using air quotes, fourth line minutes. Um, Jesper Foss, only one point. Jordan Martin, only one point. But Martinuk only played in six games, so there is that little caveat of that. Uh, Steven Lorenz, you know, zero points, only played in five games. He did get 17 penalty minutes, but that was because that was his instigator penalty with his 10 they had on top of that. Yes. Which, that shouldn't have been an instigator. Um, and Derek Stepan, only three games, zero points with a minus two. Um I mean, there's nothing you do. You can't blame Stepan and Lorenz. There's nothing you can do about that. Even Jordan Martin not getting hurt. He missed a lot of games, but a lot of guys got 14. Um, and for goalies, Antti Ranta, 13 games played, 13 started, 6-5. and five. He did finish with a 2.26 goals against, uh, 297 saves, a save percentage of 922, and did get a shutout. So, I mean... Like we were saying earlier, Antti Ranta. I mean, what what more can you really what more can you really say about Antti Ranta? How good he was. I was gonna say he was up there in goals against uh, before, uh, it, like he was top contender um, in goals against average before that game seven against the Rangers. That really came to bite him a hard one. It did, yeah, it definitely so, did. That yeah did not help it at all. Which, but he fantastic i mean like we we already kind of went on our little tangent earlier but i i would love to see him in a hurricanes jersey for a while 
I, yeah, I definitely love to see Antti Ranta too. I, it does make it. I would like to see Ranta and uh, for a while, but here's the, also the other side of that. You have Alex Lyon, you've got Kochkov, mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of other, you have Jack LaFontaine. You have a lot of guys in the AHL right now that are really good that you don't want to get into a logjam of having all these really good guys get stuck in the, in the AHL for too long. Um, right. And it, I mean, it just comes down to having that many strings uh, in the kind of goalie line. Uh, it, like you got to yeah. think like that's a lot of guys sitting. Yeah. It's a lot ex- of guys not getting time on ice, not getting experience in the net. And- yeah, exactly. Cause you're talking two in the NHL and like, four in the ahl and that's i'm accounting the guys are in, Nor- in norfolk for the admirals that's a you like you really don't want to be so far down that you are you're having to somehow rotate guys in the ahl with four dudes someone's gonna have to get traded or you're gonna figure something out and i love anti ranta he is kind of up there in age like freddie you could see for a longer extent of time because he's still pretty decently young-ish for a goalie. Um, and the fact of the season that he had, too, before he got hurt, I mean, phenomenal job. I do see Freddie Anderson stick, sticking around in the Hurricane jersey a little bit longer. Antti Ranta, it's definitely a toss-up because he because both of their contracts are done next year. So we only yeah. got one more season of each. We'll, we'll probably do this in an off-season podcast where we kind of see who might get a, you know, once we get into the re-sign phase, the free agency phase, all that stuff, there's a lot of who do you see more getting about a contract extension either this year or next year. So, but and the thing is too, it, it's a weird off season too because there are some teams in the NHL where they have an off season and they have guys where their contracts are coming to an end and they can predict, okay, who's going to get re-signed? Who's not going to get re-signed? What's going to happen to them? What's not going to happen to them? That is absolutely not the case for the hurricanes. So no, it's, yeah, it's interesting. And it's also the most important off season, like to date, in my opinion, which is saying um, something because last off season was a interesting one. That was too. a big off season last year too. I mean, so, so look at it this way, right? You just went from, from being the, the central division champs, congrats, you know, to basically overhauling your entire roster and then winning the Metro. Like, yeah. What, yeah. I mean, the next step I mean, obviously, you want to keep, like, look looking at, like, free agent guys, like the, the UFAs, um, especially you want to keep Nino, in my opinion. Um, I still hold some sadness for that man because he ended the Avs Dreams Game 7 when he was wearing <laughs> a and, Not better at all. Um, but, like, you know, he's a great hockey player. Like, you have to keep, like, I feel like you keep Nino and you keep Trocek for sure. Um, yeah yeah and it it just comes down to because um not to go too too much into because like like zach was saying i mean that's going to be covered in a whole other podcast he does uh so i I don't want to take that away from him yeah no but (laughs) like just saying too like nino was saying he wants to come back but his exact words were it takes two to tango it does and and here's the thing like nino is a ufa you're also talking trochek's a ufa and like we're not gonna go deep into it, but Nino's twenty nine, Trocek's twenty eight. 
that's still pretty decent. And then like like Martin Nietzsche is twenty three. You've got Kotkaniemi too, who well no well no Kotkaniemi signed for the next eight seasons. He already got his extension. Yeah. Like yep. he's like that. That's he's the good news up. though is that yeah. his his AAV is basically the same as Trocheck's. Yeah, yeah, because they got him a lot. Because you're going from a six point one now to a four point eight two for the next eight seasons. So that's that's really helpful. Defense is definitely going to be interesting because the fact you're looking at Ian Cole and Brendan Smith both both leaving, and they're both thirty three. You know, Ethan Bears twenty four. Unfortunately, TDA is an RFA at twenty six. I really hope they don't bring him back. To be honest, like it's just fingers crossed. Fingers definitely crossed. I mean, and then next year, our both of our goalies' contracts are up. So, like I said, we'll definitely – it'll be more of a next – like a future episode, like Bailey said, where it's going to be a deep dive into the con- like into the roster in terms of who do you keep, who do you get rid of. But, yeah, like I said – I tweeted this out today. If you're the Hurricanes, Nino and Trocek have to come back. They, they have to. I'm you sorry. You have to find a way to do it. Because those two right now, the way they played in the postseason and how they played this year, I would – and the, th- the thing was they threw Nino on the third line, which it worked. But, man, him on that second line with Trocek, which is so good. And the thing, But the problem is, too, is what do you do with Kakaniemi? Yeah. Like, and the first line, like you ha- – like I think Martin Nietzsche gets bumped down. You put Seth- – you know here, here's If Nietzsche here- even stays – Natures, yeah, here, here, here's the here's here's like, the top six. Get here's rid of Natchez, in my opinion. I don't know. That's just I, I love I love Martin Natchez, but yeah, it's here's my top six. So you're talking, you're talking the sat line. You're talking. So Sechikov, do you? Are, Ajo, do you, Teravainen, and then you're looking at Trocheck, Nino, and Seth Jarvis. Interesting. How, how's See, that? How's that for a top six? I almost like That's the SAJ great- line more. Or the TAJ, not the SAJ, the TAJ. My bad. That's Turbo Aho, Jarvi. Jar- yeah, that that would Jarvis. be a bad one too. Yeah, because then they would probably talk about you know Nino Trocheck and Svechnikov. That wouldn't be a bad line either. Like I said the mm-hmm. sat line would be really good, or like you said, the line with Aho, Teravine, and, and um, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, that. Either way, like, but think about that as a top six though. That would be a very solid, solid top six. And then here's the thing, too. Where, do you put Kakaniyama in the third line? Like that's there's no room for him. Yeah, unfortunately. That with that with the way that top six is, yeah, it's like unless they're like, oh, you don't bring Trochik back, you throw Kakaniyama up, or you don't bring Nino back, throw him on the wing. Yeah, it's like I said, it's tough. It's just that that top six is just like, where? Like and then we talk about you need that elite goal scorer. Who do you slide down? That's that's why I do not envy. That's why I do not envy uh, Don Waddell. That's that is you, a so rough road to go down. You keep the core together, right? You keep your main guys together. Um, but yeah, it's like it's 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 one or two pieces. Um, I look at this Canes team right now as like. Equivalent to the Avs right before they got Kadri, um, in a way, yeah. yeah, because the Avs like they needed help getting over a hump too. Um, Kadri was able to take them over that hump this year, which was cool to see. And like a lot of times, it just takes just one 
extra piece instead of just like you know messing with, with certain chemistries that you right. have built with your lines so it's, it, it is a super tough uh like yeah uh not an enviable position to um to be in <laughs> and that's this. the thing too is that top at least four guys out of the top six are very interchangeable so it's not it, like there's a lot of chemistry just in that top six alone yeah um, you could switch them around much like the abs top six they're an interchangeable group and yeah and that's brendamore loves to change his lines just like bednar to a degree yeah, so and that, but that's the problem too like you so said you don't bring the elite goal scorer and who do you move down if you want to move Cock in the Emmy because you can't keep him on the fourth line forever. Where do you put him? Do you put him on the third line wing? That's a tough thing to do. And and going back Can, to the I go back to the stats real quick. I mean, I'm look I like I was looking over the postseason stats a little bit more as we were talking. It's just like here's the thing that really hurts is the fact that Fetch got that contract extension. You can't have five points in 14 games. Yeah. And that that's something that if I think he, I mentioned yeah that's a something i think i mentioned on a previous podcast i was on with mm -hmm. you zach is yeah. it, it almost seems like it's it, like the, right before like, like right when his contract was ending he was having a heck of a season uh like everybody was looking at this guy like oh my god and then as soon as so that, that should have made all-star game right yeah yeah, it's exactly. Aho, Aho was a shoe-in, but Svet should have been there as well, in my opinion. But no, but um, that's what I'm saying though, too, is this season has definitely not been the best that we've seen from Svetch. So I feel like him pl playing out of his mind before his contract ended was basically just like, oh, oh, ooh, keep me, keep me, keep me, and sign me so I can uh, like make money so I can stay with you guys. And then he just kind of let off the gas, and it was. It, it, it's not it's not in character from what we had previously seen from him yeah like i hope it's i hope there's something i hope there's something else that was going on that was kind of throwing him off because yeah you really don't that's not something you really want to see i've got you just i know long-term deal like even we love nino he only got five points like i said i want to keep him around but it's like you kind of need like i said Get him some Russian gas. Well, the so. bad part. Well, the bad part was he was on the third line too for the whole playoffs. I don't understand why you take him off the second line where he was productive all season. That's kind of was another head scratcher. Of why was yeah. Nino on the third line so much? And then, you know, Seth Jarvis played out of his mind. You know, eight points in fourteen games in your first playoff. You love to see it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With fast funding up to $10,000 available through NetCredit, our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus, so you can build credit history as you repay. See what NetCredit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Like Trochek got 10. Okay, great. You love to see that. That's what you kind of want your second line center. 
you know, shot percentage, best on the team, faceoff percentage, almost dang near best on the team. Jordan Stahl beat him out with a 59.77. Kakanyemi got 55, Martinuk got 80, but kind of in terms of guys who actually played center a lot, like Churchick had a really solid, you know, faceoff percentage of 58.25. They said best shot percentage, like almost led the team in shots. Like I think Teravina had 34 and Ahu had 32 and Svech had 36. Brady Shea had 32 shots. Like, and the thing is, though, and I hate to say this, but uh, like, Teravina was there. Aho was also there, too, in terms of points. But at the same time, you're like, where were these guys in a lot of these big games, too? It's like, they had the points. But I hate to say this, too. It seemed like they were kind of non-existent in a yeah. lot of the games, so- too. It was like a lot of, like, Flash, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. And then with, it was like, where It's like is they were he? playing peekaboo. Yeah. Exactly. Like, with, I, I hate to say that, but it's like, am I wrong to think that? Or did you guys see that too? It's kind of like a, they were there, but also not there at the same time type deal. It was weird because like regular season, first half of the season, Canes were like on fire. Oh, yeah. As far as like goals going in the back of the net. Like, all that good stuff, it was happening. Like, you name it, it was happening. But, like, second half of the season and once, into the playoffs. Once, once March hit. After like that some, all-star really, break. Yeah. Like, it was, for some, some reason. Something happened. That all-star, that all-star break just absolutely zapped whatever zone they were in. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I'm glad that wasn't the only one that noticed this. Because March and April were absolutely the most brutalist. Like, they were winning games, but it was a lot of a 500-clip type hockey. And you're like. And yeah. I will say March and, was a very stacked schedule for them. Like I've still got the uh, March schedule oh, as my screensaver oh, because I haven't brutal. changed it yet. So Jeez. like you're playing the Capitals how many times? Three times I'm seeing. I, th- I think Walt Ruff said it was like 46 games in 91 days or 90 something yeah. days. Like you're talking, there was weeks where we were doing like four games a week and it was every other night. And I'm that's like, brutal. Brutal. yeah. And like that, like for a hockey player, that's rough for fans. That's rough for what we all do as podcasters, like, can you imagine trying to figure out how to keep up with so many games in a span like that? You're trying to schedule stuff out. Like, like I said, we're, I'm not saying that like, Oh, we have it rough, but it's like for hockey players, that's brutal. Like, because what was it? like, we had, it was like three games in four days and two were like a back to back in Pittsburgh and Philly. And they lost the Philly game only because yeah. they played like one o'clock the day before against Pittsburgh and like two days before the Pittsburgh game, they're playing another game. So they, they had a game of, they had three games in four days. What are you going to do with that? Well, with I mean, just look You're at this. Tired. Just look at this lineup of seven games in what is it like twenty-two days? Don't correct my math. I suck at math. You got the Abs. You got the Flyers. You've got Pittsburgh. You've got Toronto. You've got the Capitals. You've got New York, and you've got Tampa Bay. That is a That's heck brutal. of a twenty-two day period. Yeah, that that's a that's a very rough two and a half three weeks where you're playing a lot of the, you're basically playing a lot of the teams that got into the playoffs and let's well so, uh, I I got like I want to preface this too the entire Eastern Conference hundred points to get into the playoffs first time ever that all teams in that conference got a hundred points yeah it's a it's a gauntlet out of the East regardless of who who even makes it to the Cup final whoever's winning the West is gonna have like probably you're gonna have a field day I'm not saying it's gonna be like a sweep but it's gonna be 
the West has nothing compared to what the East has to go through because you have a lot of teams that are basically kicking the crap out of each other going to the cup final. So, so And so I guess, Joel, I'm kind of interested in your perspective on that too and how you're kind of viewing uh, should the Avs, uh, when when the Avs make it onto <laughs> yes. uh, the Stanley Cup final, what what are your thoughts on whoever comes out of the East? Um, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't lie if I didn't say that um, regardless of who the Avs face in the Stanley Cup, they're going to be going up against a better goalie. Um, either Vassy or Chesty. I, I do not want to face either of them right now. <laughs> that's, um, I know. that's And that's what I was afraid of, too, for the Hurricanes, too. I'm like, Toronto, how can you not do your job? Pittsburgh, how can you not do your job? Because, man, Tristan Jari yeah. and Casey the Smith, I would have had no issue with that in round two. And then you're possibly talking Florida or Toronto. Okay. I I, I like Jack Campbell, but come on. He, like Chester can, he he flipped a switch right after game, like three for Pittsburgh. Yep. In that that, series. And like, like a nine, (laughs) he he stopped 95% of the shots against you guys. That series, basically. Like, I don't know how you beat that. Mm Mm-mm. Um, uh, a hope and a prayer is not enough, and apparently, <laughs> no. apparently, He's, apparently, candle circles don't work either on Twitter. No. Like that wasn't working. Voodoo doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, even the hockey guys are like, "Sorry, we got nothing for you on this one. You're just kind of my like, hands are tied." Like it, <laughs> half one storm of the castle type deal. Really, it's, it's terrifying. Um, but like <sighs> to to Carolina's point, and it will be like a good point for Carolina. You're seeing like the power dynamics of the East finally start to shift a little bit. Um, in my yeah. opinion, like all of us growing up. Um, I mean, I know Zach, you're a little bit older than, uh, than Bailey and myself, but um, just a bit, just, just a, a bit, bit. <laughs> just a bit. Just this but like, I mean, you guys remember Pittsburgh was considered a dynasty and they only mm-hmm. won three cups through 13 years. You've got them. Yeah, they, they, getting... they all they they also did go back to back, so you yeah, kind of have yeah. to give them a little bit of a respect on that. They did, have a, but, they did, they did back to back it like yeah, three thirteen yeah, years. Like with right, the roster but, they had, you've got yeah. them kind of on the way down. Mm-hmm. You've got Washington kind of on the way down. They've done what they've needed to do. Now you have you've the got... Rangers. You have the Rangers coming up. Toronto's on. Uh, Tampa's on a back to back. Toronto's still trying to figure out whatever their thing is. The <laughs> yeah. Hurricanes four straight playoff appearances two back-to-back division titles mm-hmm. but of course we all we all saw how the west was in the early 2010s hawks kings hawks kings for a good part of it too and that was in the middle of all that craziness like and yeah it's yeah you finally see the dynamic but it's like it's 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 good to see the dynamic coming back in the east but it's also the bad time for the hurricanes to see that because a lot of the good teams are in the east yeah so but every like, playoff matchup is going to be absolutely insane but yeah it's it's good to Rain, see Rain, Rangers are the team that you guys will have to worry about in your division. That's it. Yeah. In my opinion, that is the only team you guys will have to worry about. Like I, yeah. I saw them, I saw it's, them getting good like a couple years back and yeah. that, with like Zabinajad and all those guys coming in like Panarin, like that's no like slouch of a roster they have up there with, with that talent. But yeah, like, Shesty takes them to another level. I don't know if he like prematurely caused their rise or if they just are all of a sudden here now. 
Um, no, I and think, every, almost every single Rangers player will tell you without Shesterkin, they are nothing. I yeah. can tell you, I know you probably both listened to the Kyle Hall episode where I had him on when we previewed the Rangers series. You guys probably did. He even said that. Yeah. He even said, You take Uber Shesterkin off this lineup, they're playing golf with the Devils. Like, that yeah. is like the type of, like, their defense. He, Kyle even said their defense is not that strong. Yeah. Their bottom six isn't really that and good. It's just, just they, got, they they have Shesterkin, who is an absolute brick wall with pads. It's get just, rid of TDA just for that reason alone. Yeah. Because you know he has that history with New York. He's an emotional player who can't keep his emotions in check on the ice. So get especially, rid of TDA. Especially, especially after Game exercise 6. Exercise that a little bit. Like, and... Uh, you know, I, I the thing is, it's like unless someone sh- offer sheets him or trades for him, I, I hope he asks for some ridiculous contract. And the Hurricanes like, bye, nope, we don't like, want you. Pull a Dougie Hamilton on him. Yeah, yeah, please, because like, it's just I don't like. Bailey knows this. Everyone knows this. I do not like TDA. I'll reference him by his actual last name, unless he it's kind of unless someone actually unless it's like one of those things where you kind of have to say it. But I'm initials only, and like I said. You can't. This is not an art from the artist type deal. Like no. he is not like I know. used to think it was. Like, no, no. And he, thankfully, Beth reminded me of that reason why, and I'm kind of glad. Props to you, so, Beffers. So he's thank a, he's, you, a, he's it's just like he's a, he's a prick. Let's he's just be a defenseman real. who can't even he he can't back check, yo. He is he's an a offen- defenseman he, who can't back check. He is and, an, and he, he's an like, offensive defenseman to the absolute max. It's like you add all the. Did everyone remember like playing like? Back, oh, I'm really going to age myself. Did any of you play the backyard sports on PC growing up? Please, one mm-hmm. of you, please tell me one of you did. Pablo Sanchez MVP baseball. <laughs> okay, thanks. So, so are you talking the OG backyard baseball? Or are you talking like the new kind of updated? Oh, two thousand like late. Okay, when I played it, it was the OG because I was okay. like second, third, fourth grade, I think. So okay, cool. All right, so you, so you kind of go see so like how you had like the stats of like. Fielding was all like some like some of the stats were like fielding, pitching, hitting like they were like max to the far side, and some were like we're way to the back end. Tony D'Angelo is maxed out offensive, and defense is down to one. That's and, and that's not was. something you want to see from a defenseman, especially somebody who's in the top pairing. Yeah, like, like Slavo Sla- Sla- deserves f- to stay. Get yourself fact- a scoring like an. Another offensive defenseman that's not TDA. Right. And opinion. put like Brady Shea on the top line. Put Brady Shea. Brady Shea shoots pucks. He led the team almost, he almost led in shots. Put Brady Shea as the top. I would have loved defense. to see a Slavin Bearsy pairing. You know what? More often. That's even better. So. Slavin Bear first line and Brady Shea Pesci second pairing. All for it. Give yeah. me that all see, the time. See, and I, I'll, I'll say a little. and Cole. I'll I'll Let's give you a little that. caveat there. Brady Shea and Pesci when they're consistent is the biggest. Yes, because yes. Shea, game, Shea, did Shea have Pesci, that pinching Pesci, issue in Game Six? With, he did. Shea does have that issue, but Brett Pesci, he's always consistently consistent. That's just how great Brett right. Pesci is. Another underrated player. Oh, plus Absolutely. his brother. His brother is a great follow on Twitter. His yeah. father is fantastic. Oh yeah, but it's just. Uh, like I said, we'll go through more. We'll definitely touch on this more when we get more into the offseason of like the who needs to go, who needs to stay. I'm saying this right now. TD has to leave. I can I don't. A lot of people like him. I'm, there's people I can't fault. Like people who try to follow me on Twitter, 
I can't follow them back when I see TDA defender or anything. TDA. I've had to mute accounts. Like I, yeah. I'm not a confrontational person to the point where I unfollow, uh, but I will mute just because I, 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 I can't stand it. If I already don't follow you and I see anything of TDA profile picture or a TDA, anything in your bio, nothing against you. I just can't because yeah. you will see me say something about TDA and I do not want to hear your nonsense in my, in my mentions. It's just mental health wise. And I've been like this on Twitter. Both of you follow me on there. I'm not like, I will ignore you. Mm-hmm. I'll mute, I'll mute your account. I will not even address your nonsense. No. Like yeah. I will tweet what I want. I'll tweet what I want to tweet out. If you don't, if, if you want to have a civil conversation, if you don't agree with me, but you want to have a civil conversation, fine. I will, I'm all for that. But if you're coming out the rip out of pocket, I am not going to deal with you because I don't have the time for that. And I can't so. tell you how many different people I talked to after game seven on Twitter who were bashing the Canes, uh, like talk about the, or, I don't know if you guys saw that one post where the guy was, guy was like, uh, it's a, and the Hurricanes are a floozy franchi- franchise. They made fun of Bruins fans for being Bruins fans because of that uh, trolling video, whatever. Oh, and it like all that. And I, I respectfully responded to him. I was like, free and then chris i got the saying from chris from the locked on space too freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence especially when the bruins are the ones that started it they wouldn't he wouldn't have had the admin wouldn't have had a troll video to make if those comments weren't there yeah like so the the hurricanes twitter account has every right to be petty when everyone said that the hurricanes were going to get swept five or six and the, the Twitter account is always it, it, it is always and has always been the kind of account that when there when something comes up to be made fun of, they roll with the f- punches and they make fun out of it. Like yeah. bunch of jerks is a beautiful example. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. They, they made legit merch and everything else out of it. And the, and the thing too is like they're basically the Wendy's of hockey slash sports. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> They'll roll with it and they'll it. they'll roast you back. Like, and I've and I've been saying this too. I even said to Walt Ruff, I would love to see a Wendy's Hurricanes Twitter <laughs> battle, just a Twitter beef. Put a Wendy's in PNC. We just gotta tag them in a similar thread. Like somehow oh, find yeah. a, retw- a tweet find a connection that, like, relates to chicken nuggets and hockey or something. And Dino yeah, we, just... yeah, we gotta figure something out. <laughs> I, I would love I would love a roast off. Like we, I would I would pay pay per view tickets for a roast off on Twitter just between those two accounts oh because my God. Oh, imagine the fire that comes out of that. Like talk about if the hurricanes fu- can uh roast Brad Marshawn the way that they did, they can absolutely take on Wendy's. Oh, I, like I said, I would pay category five tickets of anything to see that type of flame between those two guys. And all these puns are completely intended, but it's just, yeah. The fact that people were clowning that kid for crying, Shame on you. Kids are off limits. Do not ever make fun of kids. No, absolutely not. Like even adults to an, like even then, like, you know what? It's their team. They get emotional. Like I said, right. I, had, I had to take a day off from hockey yesterday because I was not, I did not want to deal. Like, like I said, I, I love being on the avalanche space with you guys, but I just, I needed that mental break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no worries, my my, but... my main team just lost. Like yeah. I'm like I, I I need to tap out for a night, right? Because it's just one of those things, and it's like 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit NetCredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit NetCredit.com slash partners for more information. I'm not watching any of the Eastern Conference final. Like, none. Zero. I, I can't do it for the Eastern Conference. Western Conference, fine. Stanley Cup, duh. It's the Stanley Cup final. You kind of have to watch the the but. pace of the eastern conference too i mean like i saw a meme on the old uh old twitter machine today um that was like <laughs> the uh, old the, the old twitter <laughs> the old twitter um and it was like pace of the two uh conference finals and you had eastern conference and it was like that uh that scene from um i think it was like bugs life with the old dude in the park with the chessboard I haven't seen Bugs Life since I was like five oh yeah years old. I I know I know it's been so long was this like was it like right before the movie started it was like the two yeah old, so were, it's the same guy facing each other but you didn't really notice that at first yep and yeah, he's yeah, just know, like yeah, yeah. super slowly moving pieces like that's Eastern Conference and then in the Western Conference it's like they posted like a Wild West like shootout with like everyone just like going crazy. oh yeah like oh yeah um, it's it's wild but it's, uh, no pun yeah. intended. Yeah, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's. But I think the Avs have a good chance to get to the the Stanley Cup Finals. I was um, gonna say, what did you think of the game yesterday? I. So we didn't play particularly good, <laughs> by I, any stretch. Of... Yeah, I saw the score. I'm like eight to six. I, I, we even the Oilers are carrying a curse with them. I swear. Yes. That, uh, we, we, po- <laughs> we posted something on the Billy Apocky Twitter, and I'm so and I'm like, you know what? I have to post it because like, why, right, behind, why b- b- yeah. behind the curtain of Billy Apocky, me and Bailey run the Twitter account for Billy Apocky. Do look at the man behind the curtain. But I'm going to let you on this one. We had to do something for that, and I think like whenever a team plays the Oilers, the goalies forget how to goalie. Mm-hmm. Like. What in the so, well? It doesn't help too that you know Kemper gets hurt. Francois is in. Like, yeah. It, what? <laughs> it was such a weird game. Um, you had what I loved was like the first couple periods when Abs were up seven three. We were coasting. All things good. All things dandy. That's your. That had, you like, costed. You coasted. That's your problem. That's what costed yeah, you. This team off the has. Game. Don't do it. They have a habit of coming out strong and then, like you said, letting the foot off the gas. Um, Don't do that. It's put him in it's, the, it's the weirdest thing. So kick him into submission. Three, so Manson, three and a quit. Three and a quit. That's all you need to do. Win three games, make him quit in game four. Total yeah. submission. It was it, it was weird because like you had Oilers fans, um, like some of them that I saw today were saying, for example, like, oh, we played really bad and lost eight to six. You know, we, we, we have a not, chance. I'm like, the abs, abs played bad too. And we still retired Smith. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's um, yeah. I, 
maybe game two it's a lot better where it's not so close and people are like huh about it but yeah like yeah, like that's... there's 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 Oilers fans saying right now that they're they're comparing it to the Calgary series which I hold up <laughs> hold up the There's goals are maybe the only thing that that yeah. this game and, and that series had in I'm common. I'm sorry, it's still the avalanche. Like I, yeah, and I've told you guys this, this is too. blasphemy. Like I, like I, I, I'm kind of hitching. I'm not. Real, I'm hitching my wagon to hope you guys win because I don't want any other team to win because welcome screw the screw the Oilers and screw the entire Eastern Conference other than the Hurricanes because it's not the Hurricanes. But it's like, yeah, like I said, mutual friends of you guys all the way out in Colorado. Like I said, it's kind of like a team that I'm going to follow just for, you know, solidarity. But it's like, that's the team I want to win at this point. Forget everyone else. Yeah. It's just like, like, there's just something, like, there's something with Edmonton that they're, Bailey they, said, they're cursed. <laughs> it's a yeah, cursed team. Like, cursed team. Turtle. But, like, they don't, they don't scare me. Like, the Blues scared me to a degree. The Blues scared yeah. me as a team. Edmonton yeah. doesn't scare me as a team at all. And Calgary, that's one thing because this came up. Their job. Th- this is something that came up in the space too while I was down in Albuquerque because I was like, I don't get why you guys are so scared of Edmonton. And everybody was like, hold up, hold up. This is why. I still don't get it. Like it, it's it, it's I, one I of those things. Like it. It's not like playing the Blues or a potential wild matchup. Or yeah. anything like that. Like you've got two, maybe three, four guys who the bulk of the production comes from. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it like that's why it was weird seeing all that secondary scoring sort of leak in over the third period. Like McDavid made it seven to four, I think, right before the third period. But like with with the depth aspect of it, uh, top lines kind of cancel each other out. You know, McDavid and them will do what McKinnon and his top line do 10 times out of 10 this series. No one's, you know, no one's disregarding that. Oilers fans are like, well, like, uh, you know, we have depth too, like Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And, uh, you know, I- I'm like, guys, that depth, like, Rantanen's been on our second line. Yeah. That's a dude who's having a career year and is one of the top three wingers in the playoffs. Like, good on Nuge and good on them, but, like, they're not that. And they haven't faced anything like the Avs' bottom nine through the playoffs, in my opinion. So Yeah. And it was just an interesting game overall, too, because I was just thinking, like, in my head, like, who would be the underdog if I had to put it out there? I would never have guessed Cog- this would be the game that Cogliano showed up to, yes. which is really cool to see. He uh, he did have the actual – he had the game-winning goal, which was actually really cool to see um, because you know how long he's been in the league. I've always loved watching him play. Um, but, yeah, like the the Oilers with the style that they play – the abs play a better style of that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the way to beat the Oilers is with puck possession and the abs play an almost flawless game of that to where it's just constant pressure, constant high danger chances, much like the Canes. It's, it's very, it's very much, you know, we're playing on your side of the ice, whether you like it or not. Right. 
that's, well, that's what the Hurricanes did pretty much the entire series. Yeah, you look at you look at you got offensive zone stats. Hurricanes are doubling the Rangers the entire series, and they're like out five on fly them. looks like a power play. Yeah, yeah, high and that, chances, and that's why that's why I said like, like the Hurricanes are a, the Hurricanes are a five on five team. That's how it was since March. Walt said it too. Stay on five on five. You're gonna win a game because that's the flow. You keep you keep having all these stoppages for penalties and special teams. That's what's gonna kill you. And that's what killed this team. That's basically what their Achilles heels their heel was the entire playoffs. Could and not stay on the five on five. And it's that's interesting to them. see that similarity between the Canes and the Avs too, just kind of getting more into them this season too, is they haven't had the best of luck on the power play either. Their special teams have been kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's interesting if you think about it, because yes, their plays are like their style of play is very similar, but in ways that's very different too. Like you guys, not only do you have a lot of skill, but there's a whole lot of speed. Like you guys look like freaking hummingbirds on the ice. It's, it's hard to keep up with sometimes. Whereas the Canes, it almost looks like it's one of those things, like maybe they're getting into their heads, maybe they're not, but it looks almost a little more methodic and put together. Whereas the abs, it's just kind of a go with the flow kind of thing. And it's really interesting. Yes. One, one thing that that I did love from them is that I, I've, feel like the avalanche were finally playing a free game for the first time all playoffs against edmonton like there was just something about them getting that like second round monkey off the back so to speak that it just kind of like i don't know they they played open to a degree that i hadn't seen them play in the playoffs the last couple of years last night um, they look more like themselves than I've kind of seen in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. So hopefully like they build on that um, because you had Kale and Manson both saying that they didn't play nearly close to their best games, which should actually scare. That, like, that should. Like, like if Edmonton that's not their best like, game, what is it? What does their best game look like? Yeah. yeah that's, that's like Edmonton looked like they got punched in the mouth a little bit proverbially. Like, I think they thought, Oh, you know, as long as we don't let in, you know, three, four goals, we can outscore them with maybe six to three. Like, that's what their fan base was thinking going into game one. Right. Yeah. After game one, they're like, oh, it's just like the Calgary series. We'll see what happens. No, nope. um, you're, you're going to get a rude awakening for game two. Like, here's, here's the real series, how it's probably going to be. So it's. You guys got to break that curse. Someone's got to do it. But so. It's unfortunately that time we're gonna have to like kind of sum up the feelings of you know the hurricanes. I know you know Joel. We were able to talk about the Avalanche for a little bit. I know, yeah, fans, appreciate everyone. It. Everyone appreciate who stayed it. on for a little bit past that, appreciate that. You know, kind of have to give Joel you know, a little bit of shine for his team because you know he joined. Luckily, the Hurricanes are your second team, so even better. But um, I will be buying a jersey at some point. I just don't know who to get yet. So uh, I would okay. say Seth Jarvis would be a perfect one to get, especially Jarvis. in the especially in the third black alternates. Oh, Chef's kiss, mm-hmm. absolutely! I still I need a, to I, order mine. I have a Jacob Slavin uh, authentic in the third. Sir, let me tell you, absolutely phenomenal jersey. They're just. They I'm pretty better, sure that's the one I'm sending third. on. Yeah, they have a better third. Yeah, you can't you can't convince. The alternates are nice. Like I do, I, do I, I love the, y'all's alternates. 
I really I, I love I love the Avalanche thirds. Those are oh the Avalanche kind of, thirds. If it, those like, are you a take close the, second, there's a close second. You take the Hurricanes out of the equation, they are absolutely my favorite. I think I, it's like a, oh it's, it's, a, it's a it's a one a one b almost like a it's a it's a one it's a one and a very one close ai two. or something yeah yeah something it's, it's like a that. it's a very close it's a very best, close second or a one a one b type situation best best two alternate jerseys in the league by far um oh. the abs i mean they, they are doing away with with their current iteration which I does mean, make me sad yeah. but for their alternate, they have been, and this is a little bit of a leak, but I might as well. Um, they are going back to the reverse retro look with some added stuff for their Ooh. alternate jerseys next year. Ooh, there you that'll go. be cool to see. We we, we so. are getting we are getting some reverse retros next year, so I'm really curious to see what the reverse retros for the Hurricanes are going to be. That's going to be another future episode of like what it might be, and also Stadium Series jerseys for the Hurricanes. Yeah. I am ah, so, so excited. excited. Congrats! Yeah, Congrats. reverse re- reverse retro has to get. I I love. I want to get the Whaler reverse retro, but they're very hard to come by and they're very costly. Especially yeah. since I know we're gonna get a stadium series like reverse retros. I could probably Mitch could get those when I get lucky enough for that. But if we're talking stadium series, that is a must get jersey, especially when you're trying to go to that game. Mm-hmm. Plus, twenty fifth anniversary patches. Got I got to get about two or three of those and throw them in some jerseys because those twenty five those twenty five anniversary logos are absolutely amazing. A lot of stuff coming for the Hurricanes next year. I'm I'm so it's, excited. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a, maybe year twenty five for the Hurricanes. We get Cup number two. It's a good that time be, to be a Canes fan. Knock on wood. Yeah, like, knock on it, wood. It's a good time to be a Canes fan. Joel, you're coming. Um, you're coming at the right time, sir. You're coming on at the right time as your Eastern Conference team. You picked a good time for the Hurricanes, right. for sure. I feel but. like Brendan Moore is bringing the new, the old, older fans back. And oh, um, love Rod. Roddy's always been my favorite player, so even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Seeing him lift, seeing him lift it in person. I've been to a bunch of different sporting events. Nothing is ever going to be Game Seven in 2006 for that Cup Final. You were there that 06 run last game. I was there at that game, second to last row of the nosebleeds in Section 318. I have a frame. It's gonna, it's gonna be when, when I get the new house and have the podcast room set up. That sucker is going on the wall behind me. That everyone's gonna see it. It's got the original newspaper article from that night. Our tickets. In the lineup card from that game framed. That's awesome. it's the one. It's the one Canes moment that I hate that I wasn't old enough to witness. I, I mean, I was only five years old. I was going. In, oh gosh, <laughs> I was going into my freshman year of high school when they won that cup. Yeah. If that tells you anything, like I just came back from China, finishing eighth grade, to come back to the states to start high school. But we were we drove from Jacksonville, Florida, eight hours. Sunburned my left, sunburned my arm because we didn't put sunscreen on. Drove because we had a convertible. We drove up for that game. Sec, we stood the entire like the only time we didn't stand was intermissions. The rest of the time stood the entire game. No one's ever seen that where you're just standing the entire game. It when Justin Williams scored that empty netter, you thought the roof was gonna blow off the place because that's how loud it got. Like we were all just crying, hugging. Me and my dad are absolutely losing our minds. Like we, I, we were even there for the 2011 All Star Game in Raleigh. Like I got a Brandon Sutter, the original, original black jerseys with the with just the single flag on the front. 
he's brandon sutter signed it and i got a picture with him too oh and i got a picture of the cup and i looked and found the 0506 team on the cup like that's nuts no next to underneath cam ward brandon sutter was like a big thing for me because like one of my top moments from him was that one breakaway oh yeah that one breakaway out of the penalty box fantastic oh my god you 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 want to talk about a cam ward moment and everyone everyone knows this cam ward moment from the it's it's game seven we were on that side on his right corner like when we're like on the side we're on the very corner so you like we're looking on the right post see him doing that chicken wing stand with his leg where he just throws it out there and just absolutely stuffs the puck i feel like that's the picture i have up on my wall yeah, it's the, it's the one where he has his like leg sticking out. Yep. Yeah, I'll send it yep. to you. But yeah, yeah, I I always call it the chicken wing sim because it's all really looks like he's just throwing it out there, and that's just like the most ridiculous save. And that's what I'm kind of hoping that we kind of see another run like like I was making a lot of comparisons to, to that team this season because this is what it kind of felt like, and it they felt kind of short. It is what it is because we've said there's a couple pieces missing, but I mean this season it's. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It stings that it ended way the way it did, but I'm still going to enjoy it. Like, I even tweeted this yesterday. It was a great ride. It was a lot of fun. Like, this was probably my first real full season covering all the ga- – like, talking about all the games, mm-hmm. doing the podcast, you know, really connecting with Kane's Twitter. Like, I think I've had the most fun on hockey Twitter slash Kane's Twitter I've ever had. Same here. Getting get a lot of new fr- – you know, followers get a lot of new friends you know obviously friends yeah um it's it's definitely been a fun season like i said it stinks but most wins most points the thing to look up to though or the the thing to kind of keep your heads up though is we have a really fun season coming up ahead oh for sure and the fact of the the core that we have of all those young guys too it's a yeah. lot of fun. We, you know, Freddie played really well. Andrew Ronta played well. Seth Jarvis came out of nowhere, like shocked everyone. I mean, we got Kakanyami, Svechikov for eight more years. Get Aho taken care of. Tara Vinen, Seth Pesci, Jarvis, Slavo. Oh, that's a good group. That is a Slavo is fantastic core. Slavo is my favorite current Kane. Like I love, I love Jacob Slavo. The second C stands for clutch. But. But I mean, Bailey, like what like what are your thoughts, you know, looking back on this season with the Hurricanes overall? I mean, this is I mean it's a fantastic it's been a fantastic run. They've 
you look at the beginning of the season, the way they started off this season <sighs> on that giant win streak that they Nine had. Oh, like setting love that. It, it set it set it really set the stage for what the season turned into now granted like we kind of mentioned the last kind of third didn't exactly and third of the season didn't exactly go the way that the first two thirds did but yeah it, it's it's one of those things it was a really fun season and especially when you have because i i'm kind of in the same boat you are where i was a little active on twitter back at, like last season yeah. Um, but it like, this is the season where I really started not just getting into the canes, like canes were kind of like my main point of contention, um, and my main kind of focus, but it like just being able to talk hockey with people. Cause I've got my boyfriend and my father in Colorado Springs and that's about it. Um, and so to be able to kind of have a community where I can talk to people and just sit there and talk about the game and enjoy the game that is hockey is absolutely amazing um so and i mean it's all because of teams and environments like the hurricanes that kind of set the stage for that and it's it's like i said it's a bittersweet ending because they really did have a fantastic season it's just the season didn't come to an end the season or postseason didn't come to an end the way we wanted it to but it it was a fantastic run and like i said we even with off-season moves there's a lot of fun exciting things to look forward to next season oh for sure and like you look back on the season you're talking about the new year's day game against the jackets like that absolutely insane four nothing down come back to win seven four i mean you have Whalers night, which was absolutely insane. The NASCAR night with the, you know, the <laughs> Svechikov pirouette coming off the hit, getting it to Martin Nietzsche scores goals. I mean, and for me personally, like, like the mental health hockey night, like mm-hmm. shooting my shot with Walt Roth, like, hey, stickers, is it possible to get one? That's of those? awesome. That is an awesome story. Yeah. And like I said, I got one, I got, I got, I have my back of my laptop's got stickers on. I got the, I got the Canes one that I got from Minter, went in the Minter mail. Another big thing that I got was getting one of the mentor mails and then getting a big cane sticker for that. And then gets again the hockey talks, you know, mental health night because, you know, I am a big proponent of mental health and I deal with anxiety and depression. Everyone knows this. And it's to get that was really huge. And we'll even said it too. Like, not, I don't think anyone, I don't really know if anyone else does it. I'm not trying to, like, this is not a flex or anything like that. But just to be able to say, like, I have those means something because the fact that it's for my team. And, and there's a, such a, a cool lo- story behind it too. Oh, a very cool story behind. It. Like I said, love Walt Ruff. He's so great. Like the fact that I even had him on the podcast is just absolutely insane. Like so jealous. I would have loved to have met him. Oh, well, luckily I'll have, I'll have a lot more opportunities to have him come on, you know, hopefully try to get more, you know, try to get, you know, Wade Mitchell Look out on. for a million questions from me. Oh, for, <laughs> sure, for sure. You know, try to get Wade Mitchell on at some point. Hope Mike Mascalco, Shane Willis, Hopefully get some cans on at some point. That's the goal is to try to get some hurricanes on at some point too. It's just a lot of big things. And it goes kind of goes into, you know, looking back, we're kind of now shipped away from the hurricanes more of like looking at the podcast as a whole. I would say this was season one was, it was a kind of a late start. I did. I kind of got the idea in December of why I wanted to do a Hurricanes podcast. I just didn't want to start it. And then being at the game for Montreal, that was that kind of started getting a lot of steam. 
that's where I kind of met Primal X Hockey. That's when they kind of started rolling with the ball of you know having them be my OG day one sponsor. And then I started, you know, just trying to, you know, get the hype up for episode one whenever we were able to get to that. And, you know, you know, Bailey, I know you were kind of out there from the I remember the- that first tweet that I saw. I was sitting in uh, my boyfriend's bedroom at the time, too. Like, I just looking and I saw it come up on Twitter. I was like, this is awesome. And the fact that it's just starting out and I get to kind of see it build and grow. And it, it I, I'm just kind of proud to, I mean... Yeah. It be be here um i i didn't think i'd be here sitting on the podcast at that point like it, it was just really cool to be able to kind of say like i've watched this podcast grow and it's it, it's been a heck of a ride um it, it's it, it, it's been awesome just kind of seeing what the podcast has turned into and the amount of people it's reaching and the amount of people that love what you do so no i appreciate that yeah it's been it's been a crazy ride for sure like going like having brad moore from storm cellar be episode one and like how much matt that soma and matt yeah. soma for episode four which is still the number one downloaded podcast episode because it's great listen pro- yeah i just had matt on just let him just roll with it like i'm not really good on the prospects but just to have him on there and just talk about it, that was kind of huge and then like i said just even the build-up like going from you know the ronta shut it against montreal right before new year's eve going to like again finally getting an episode the logo took forever to get to that's what was most of the hold was getting the logo taken care of i remember being on the edge of my seat waiting for that to come out <laughs> yeah speaking of ronta shutouts ronta was the only goaltender to shut out the colorado abs this year the only one is it bad that it, it like and i said this during my episode my first episode with zach that is probably my favorite moment Unfortunately, sorry, Joel. That's, that's fine. That's um, fine. But it, that, mean, that is my favorite moment. It was still a great game, though. I mean, oh, and game. that that's exactly why it is. It's not just because Ronta, it unfortunately, handed you guys the only shutout of the season. It was a big night for Ronta, but that's and it, like I stand by this. This is the first. That's the first glimpse we got into. Uh, it we got a look into like what is postseason going to look like? What is actual like? head-to-head hockey look like evenly matched teams going at it the way that they did and that like i already had the beginning of the season it was going to be hurricanes avalanche but that game was like okay this for seven games that's where i was really on the mm-hmm. hurricanes abs have to happen we, we don't talk about that second game no, no but, <laughs> sorry no, no, you're, no totally fine but yeah but like like i said you know get the ball rolling the podcast the and i I do want to say this, like there was, I think about episode 12, it was in the middle of like that three week stretch of me doing it by myself where I'm thinking, I did have some doubts of wanting to continue with this because it was like, I was getting guests, numbers were pretty much staying the same, it was getting, they were fine, but in my head I'm like, is this, is this something I want to keep doing? And I'm like, you know what, it's everyone's enjoying it i'm having fun i just gotta get past it and thankfully i did because you're talking like what seven episodes later get walt rough on and then it's just you know two affiliate sponsors got a main sponsor you know working with you know belly up more so with belly up because now it's like i'm department head like you know we're trying to get a lot going on with canada dips who's you know a really great you know network sponsor it's just Season one for me, like I said, was more of a will people like this? 
Will people be interested in listening to me talk about the Hurricanes, having guests on, see where it goes? And that's why I didn't want to put too much into season one. Like, because I know Bailey, you talked about it'd be great to have, you know, video episodes, you know, videos to go along with the episodes when they drop, you know, having different guests doing different things. I mean, things. baby steps, though. Yeah, they, baby yeah. steps for sure. Well, that's why that's when I put that, like, hey, I want feedback. What do people think of the show? Like, is there anything I want you want me to see, do want me to do different? Anything you want me to add? And a lot of people are like, no, we love it. Just have more guests and co-hosts or have a co-host or more guests. And, yeah. and, you, even, and you even told me this too, but like the solo episodes are fine, but it's also fun when you got, you know, like this. There's a lot more character in there. Like not yeah. that there's energy lacking because you're a totally boring person. Everybody knows that, <laughs> but no, it, it's yeah. just, it, there, there's so much more energy and there's so much it, like to unpack and being able to kind of see different chemistries from people like between like you and the different people that you bring on was just really, really cool. And yeah. that's where, that's where the solo episodes were kind of lacking. Yeah. For, like I said, sorry, Joel. Oh, for me, I was just going to say it, um, the episodes that you do have guests, it listens like a, literally like a, like a, like a talk at a sports bar where, you know, mm -hmm. people are just hanging out, um, shooting it. And like, it's, you know, it's easy. It's an easy listen. Um, that's what kind of Jared and I were doing sort of with our podcast to where we just kind of built it sort of the same way to where we want it to be that sort of, you know, casual conversation at a bar type feel. Like it's only formulated to that. a point. Yeah. But like, it's, it, you know, it's cool to see um, another podcast do that to an extent because it's, um, makes it a lot easier to listen than just like, you know, two dudes who have absolutely no personality at all going back and forth. It's like, I'm not going to listen to that for an hour. Like I'd rather, I'd rather listen to stuff with personality and, you know, some banter and some back and forth stuff. So like, it's um, yeah. to me, I enjoy like search cast as far as like, it's, it's becoming, it's quickly becoming like my second favorite uh, cast. Um <laughs> I do have appreciate to say, that. uh, but, um, yeah, no, no, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and like, and I've, I've had Brian sign from house of jerks. Say, like you're more of the ant, like you're more of like, you dive deep into games. And, like for me, I'm like, I'm not all analytics. I'm not X's and O's. Mm -mm. I do talk about, I, I want to talk about the players. I want to talk about how the game, like how the game played out stuff like that. But it's more of like, you know, how are people feeling about it? You know, like certain storylines, certain players, like, it's like, yeah, like what you said, Joel, it's like more of like a sports bar, you know, everyone's hanging out. Like if like we're all hanging out as a group, you know, watching the game together or something like at a watch party and we're all just talking or, you know, let's say we're all out somewhere and just hanging out. That's kind of like what the vibe I want to have with the podcast. And that's and to why. Be, to be completely honest too, like it, it's kind of boring when you have people who are just kind of like sitting there, like. On a, I love talking lineups. I love listening to lineups and love listening to other people's opinions on what could be better about them, what could be worse. I love listening to stats, but not when it, that's all that it is. And you're not throwing conversation, talking about it in between, because that yeah. just makes it seem very military in a sense yeah. where it's just it, like you've yeah. got the same exact thing going on every single time. Cause if you're it, like, yeah, you want to throw in lineups, you want to throw in stats, you want to throw in analytics and stuff like that. But if that's all you've got, that's, I mean, there's so much more to the game than just that. Exactly. And that's kind mm -hmm. of what I wanted to stay away from because you have enough of those podcasts. It's, 
Yeah. And like I said, that's why I wanted to have a more of a, like, yeah, we do talk about stats. We do talk about lineups, but it's also a lot of, you know, like this discussions, you know, bringing up certain topics to this talking about memories and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that. And that's kind of what, and that's what kind of why I wanted season one as a, let's just a, a grassroots starting out. Will people like it? Will people enjoy it? And then, like I said, this is going to the next point of what's next is season two. Season two is really going to start after the cup final. Like we're going to get through cup final and then probably, t- I don't know if we can take a week off or it's just going to be like a, a, like a look back into season one of the show more in depth, or it's just, you know, like a, a proper set off for season one, or this could be the proper set off. I don't know, but the first episode of season two is going to come out the week, whenever the cup final is over. It's like that next week is when season two starts. And there's, I'm excited for season two because there is going to be a co-host, you know, I was going to, I'm not saying who yet it's, that's going to come right before the cup final starts. Cause it's more of like, I want to build that of that, you know, the co-host going into season. We were kind of talking about that early, just so it's not like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. yeah. It, Cause yeah. I don't, yeah. cause I don't want, yeah, because I don't want to do like video episodes, co-host, different format. That's just overload. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Oh, that's and that's why I'm telling everyone now. Also, I kind of want to have a name. I want to have a nickname for the fans of the podcast because I just keep saying Caniacs, but that's a hurricane thing, which is fine. I kind of want to have like a fans of the show pick their nickname or give me suggestions and like we figure out like what the nickname of the fans of the of the search cast is that that's might be a fun James. little intro into season two though for you too yeah yeah that's kind of what i want to do for season two and that's why i don't want to have like an overload of a million different things at the same time it's kind of like okay we're announcing the co-host for season two before the cup final episode one you know officially with the co-host it might be unofficial you know before that as well, depending on, you know, how many episodes we get out before that, but. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because yeah, the cup final is probably going to last a week, so you're going to have like maybe one, two episodes with the co-host already there, but it's not officially official until season two. But at least it kind of gets a build up to like, okay, this is what you're going to see when season two starts. And then, like you said, we're going to figure out the names of the fans of the podcast. You know, that's another thing we're going to do. I plan on doing video episodes. So, like right now, you'll see this on YouTube and all that. And that's kind of what what's coming up for, for season two. We're going to have, like I said, co hosts going to happen, name of the fans. YouTube is going to jump up as well. Where, People like you said, like I've had people tell me we love to see interactions of the of the hosts. 
And I know, Bailey, you've said that too. It's like, it's kind of fun to see the interaction because I that's do that what for I love another about podcast. Locked, that's what I love about the locked on mm-hmm. uh, that Kyle and Chris do. And yeah. that's what I love that, and that I love that you and Beth do that for your Let's Talk Woe Hockey because it's so, it, like listening is fine. Um, I have no problem with it, but it's so much nicer for me, especially as like a visual person to be oh, able yeah. to not only hear that chemistry, but see it as yeah. well because yeah. it adds a, so much it, it adds a whole different kind of depth yeah to for the sure. episode and the podcast as a whole yeah yeah, yeah. I, just feel, yeah. I just feel honored to get on the the inaugural season for it so big things are coming your way mr martin that's well I, i'm i'm hoping so i'm hoping so but yeah like i said with caveats for video episodes i'm not good at video editing so hopefully i might have to fi- hopefully the co-host is good at it or i might have to find someone who's good at doing that and figure that out because I am no bueno on video stuff, but audio totally fine. Thank you, Audacity. But like it's a lot of great things coming up for season two. It's just trying to plan out a good ease into it. Like, like you said, Billy, we're not jump, we're not dumping everything all at once. Right. So that's kind of like how are we going to ease into this? But yeah, so co-hosts will be announced. They'll come on for a couple episodes to just get like a a proper like all right this is what you're kind of going to be seeing and then we're going to we're going to go full board with everything else once the cup finals over that way you know we start getting ready for free agency re-sign periods that's where we're gonna do a lot more of the in-depth cap friendly stuff you know got the draft we're gonna have the draft talking about who we might where the hurricanes land where are we looking at in terms of certain players you know then we're going you know everything else past that as well too and then who knows? Scheduling, that's a that's a discussion for another time. We might still be every week. It might just turn to every other week for the offseason. All it really depends just how everything is going unless it's like going back and remembering certain seasons of the Hurricanes to look back on or talk oh, about that's certain... that's a cool pl- idea. Yeah, or talk about certain players. Like we do like an entire episode pre just pre- doing a player profile of either current Canes or former Canes just for some fun. Just like... Basically, we're gonna have like suggestion, maybe even a full episode of just nothing but fan questions, where it's just Q and A. Because you've already right. done one like that, and it was awesome. Yeah, so like that that's gonna be a full episode, of maybe just doing that, where it's like a legit like just send me questions in, in the guest, and we'll just do nothing but that. So it's a lot of things we're gonna try to think about in the off season, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for for season two, like going into the off season, the, the start off season two, and then next year. <laughs> We'll see where that goes with having the sky a sky is the season. limit, my friend. That, yeah, for sure. But um, we are going to get towards the wrapping up of the episode. Like I said, this this was a lot of fun. This is kind of getting close to the record for the longest episode, but we, we had a lot of stuff to go through. Postseason, whole bunch of different stuff. It's a heavy you know. episode. Heavy episode. It's like nice. I said earlier. This is a fun episode, but also a sad episode because I was not expecting to talk about the Canes season being already over at this point but it is what it is but um stuff but building blocks building blocks future is bright as we say yeah the future (laughs) the future future is is bright but um but yeah joel bailey thank you both so much for coming on you know bailey three times now it's (laughs) i want to see i want to see someone try to catch up to three at this point sam is at two so watch out for that maybe she'll catch you who knows but joel sam (laughs) (laughs) we'll see Um, i mean we'll see but joel debut episode or you know debut as a guest man i really appreciate it i mean hey plus like you said it's your first crossover of featured guest spot uh, with belly up guest 
just ever really because we would just freelance it so this is my first like actual guest appearance on anything else besides you know violent stuff so oh uh, well really, i'm honored uh, for you to be your first, for your first show and, man <laughs> um yeah it's uh it's really cool i i you know hopefully look forward to doing some more casts in the future um oh, we were yeah, talking sure. about uh some interesting ideas in the spaces um we could get into it a little bit later obviously because it's like yeah. almost two hours at this point what? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's another yeah, one of those it, things that didn't feel like two hours. It, it really exactly. didn't. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for everyone to listen to this up for yeah. If you got to this point, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's yeah, and I guess I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't plug my own stuff. So Mile High yeah, Podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, before I let yeah, so before we let you guys go for the rest of your night, because I know it's like only six o'clock Mountain Time. Lucky you, it's eight o'clock over here. But uh, before I let you both go, uh, Joel, I'll let you go first since you're the de- uh, you know you're the debut guy. Where can people find you on the socials? Where can people find your podcast? Oh yeah, so um, and again, just recently joined Belly Up too, so I will be a part of the network here shortly, uh, which will be great. New coworkers, what is up? Um, but <laughs> nice to have you. Yeah, uh, good to be here. But yeah, it's um, my high pundit podcast. Uh, just on all socials uh right now we're on spotify apple and google play but uh with introduction to belly up uh that's about to um expand so uh super super yeah just thanks for having me on and um talking a little bit of kane stuff was uh, a lot of fun good way to spend a rainy wednesday in denver so Hey, Which well, I'm just proud of the prep that you put into it too. I'm yeah, the so notes. The note. Yeah. If anyone didn't know, like Joel had like right before the show started, he did his homework. Like four pages of notes. I'm like, sir, <laughs> sir. <laughs> this is commitment, and I couldn't be prouder of a new Kaniac. Yeah, and it all goes back to that. Just the Av spaces, like all the spaces on Twitter, like meeting you guys. You know, great, great group of people, and. uh yeah, thanks, and look forward to uh, to many more. We're gonna have to get both of you guys on uh, our show next. So absolutely. <laughs> well, no, we, yeah, definitely appreciate it. I mean, like I said, thank you so much for coming on. It was great to finally work it out to get you and Jared on the on the network because we were talking about it for a little while. You know, had to go through Memorial Day weekend. It is what it is. Just how the timing worked out, but everything worked out. You guys are on. I'm really excited for the, um, you know. First episode of part of the network, but you guys have been doing it for so long. It's it's crazy. But no, definitely great to have you guys on too. And, and the funny part is before we get to you, Bailey, real quick, the they're doing the uh paint the ice tonight at PNC for the season ticket holders. So hope everyone's having a great yeah, time out there. there. Yeah, paint something Bailey's nice face. for me. <laughs> Bailey's face just I'm went sad. from like oh I know, it's just I know, but yeah. So I hope everyone's having a good time there tonight. Um but yeah, it's that that'll be definitely fun for sure. But Bailey, obviously everyone knows where to find you, but just in case for those who don't know yet, which if you haven't listened to the other two episodes of Bailey, what are you doing? Just they're awesome listens. <laughs> definitely go listen to them. We had a blast. For uh, sure. But but where can people find you on the on the socials? And uh you know, also belly up because you are also a writer I for, am. Belly up for belly up hockey. I've got my first article in the works. Um it's a doozy. Woo! 
it's a doozy for a first article. I'm super excited about it. Um, but yeah, on I'm, I'm Twitter, excited to read it. I'm excited to read it. As oh yeah, as, as awesome. the hockey, as the hockey. Yeah, I'm very excited for my debut. Uh, a little, a little <laughs> spoiler. It's not just Kane centric. Uh, right. You know what? That's that's the great thing about being a right. writer. You can do whatever yeah. you want with Belio. Right. Exactly. So I have a lot of freedom. But yeah, no, on Twitter, uh, if you haven't listened to the past podcast don't know where to find me uh on twitter i'm at uh bailey curtis and that's bailey b-a-i-l-e-y-y -Y, curtis um on instagram i don't post all that much but definitely go give me a follow say hi uh bailey lynn curtis and like zach kind of said at the beginning of this episode i do help run the belly up hockey account so look out there for some fun content between the both of us yeah, de I'm definitely excited for more of stuff for you coming out later on because I know just getting you oh, on I the network wait. too, getting you on the network too is really awesome. Um, definitely a great replacement for me as the guy who did do the did do the beat writing for the Hurricanes for a little mm -hmm. while. Definitely in some good hands having you kind of being that new Hurricanes person. handing down the crown. Basically, yes. You know, here here you drop this um, <laughs> type deal. No, but... don't don't give me that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it like I said, I'm really excited to have you both. You know, Bailey, you've been on for a little while now in terms of belly up. You know, Joel, you're just you know just starting on, but really excited to see what you guys do. Uh, you know, with the, all the Colorado Avalanche stuff, the Eagles, the you know Rockies, Nuggets, Rapids to whatever extent that is. But even then, like just mainly hockey in general. Really excited for that. You know, Bailey with the, all the articles as well, and then whatever else other future endeavors with belly up. There's a lot of great stuff going on too. But uh, oh yeah. Yeah, for, for everyone to find me, um, I'm one true Zach on Twitter. That's O N E True Zach. Uh, you can find the podcast at the Search Cast. We also do have a link tree as well. You can go find the podcast on all podcast platforms. Not on Apple because Apple has a been an absolute pain in my backside, so I don't really care about. Mm -hmm. It's on Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio. I mean, it's it's on everything else. So go listen there. Um, you know, go check out Billy Up Sports. You know, a lot of great articles, a lot of other great podcasts covering all their sports. Um, you know, go check out belly up hockey's Twitter. Um, it's a really great place. We've been more active. We were kind of lulled there for a while. We've been a little bit more active. We do drop some spicy memes, do some gifts, kind of have a little bit more fun on the, on the BU hockey. So I gained a lot more followers. We're actually up to 520 Now we were at like 480 for a while. Stick taps. So. Yeah, 500. So. Congrats, man. That's yeah. We're, 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 we're trying to be a little bit more fun on the belly up hockey. So we dropped some spicy memes and some, uh, some gifts. Love so it. we're 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 trying we're trying to be a little we're, we're trying to be the place for uh hockey Twitter, but um a lot of good stuff over there too. But yeah, thank you to the sponsors, Primax Hockey, Shocked Hydrate, and the Clutch Apparel. You guys are really amazing. Great to have them on. And like I said, having both of you on, this was a lot of fun for episode 20. The Sebastian Ajo uh you know, numbered edition of the show. Unfortunately, a long one. Sorry to kept keeping you guys for a little while, you know, longer hey, than we thought, but no worries, like it. You know, that's how these things go a lot of times. Yeah, that's <laughs> but that's that's very true for sure. <laughs> like, you know, Sebastian Ajo led the team in most categories, so it's only fitting, like, regular yeah. season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I realize I forgot my uh, personal Twitter handle as well. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Just, yeah, go ahead. Joel. Uh, at JoelJames15. I yeah. will get better at that. But yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still waiting for you to put stat guy JJ as your actual handle, but you have it in your bio that's close enough. But I'm, I'm waiting for the handle to change to stat guy. High JJ. danger chances. Miss, oh, there you go. Is that 15, if it's if it's 15 characters or less, that might work. That might work. But I mean, 
Joel, Bailey, thank you both so much. This was a lot of fun. I hope everyone enjoys the episode. If you are listening, it dropped Thursday. We've recorded this on Wednesday. Um, I did want to start this off with the earlier on the podcast, but kind of slipped by us. But we uh, we were drinking today to celebrate Johnny Depp. So we're not going to go into the whole thing, but you know how to celebrate for Johnny. I had my Kraken and uh, Coke Zero mix, so kind of had to have a rum and Coke to celebrate for Johnny because you don't want the rum to be gone essentially absolutely not keep it stocked in uh captain jack sparrow's name i'm drinking my not so mega pint of wine i mean hey that's that was a pretty big uh mason jar glass it it works classic mason jar classic it's it's nice though it's very nice so uh what was it a red moscato you said you were Mm -hmm. having tonight very nice i'm not much of a red i'm more of a white wine rose i am too same here but this was all we had yeah Yeah, I would say, though, if you get the, I think it's the barefoot, I think it's a rosé or it's like a pink one. The barefoot pink Moscato is fantastic. Yeah, and for for anyone who's about ready to, who's going to clap at me for that or give me crap about that, I do not care. The pink Moscato barefoot is... I'm still a college student. I'm broke. I have to work with what I got. (laughs) I was, yeah, like I found it in college and I took it for like three straight Thanksgivings for my families. Guess what? We had like seven bottles of wine show up between like a bunch of different people guess which one always got finished first the pink the guy who brought the pink moscato every single time it's the first <laughs> bottle gone it's a good wine it's so. a great wine so jj I mean, what are I, you drinking i have got some good old-fashioned uh bullet bourbon aged uh, it was actually a 25 year bottle which is kind of nice oh you're going fancy um, with honest tonight there you go 25 yeah. it's so a good occasion awesome. It's a good hey, why not, <laughs> yeah, why not, right? So yeah, so stick taps to Johnny. That's really great that it worked out. Fifteen million dollars he's getting rewarded. So he, uh, it's it sucks of everything sure that happens. Just in damages too. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. It, it, it's it's unfortunate, but you know I'm happy for him. You know, like so that's we're not going to get into that. But yeah. we had to say we had to celebrate for Johnny tonight. Definitely um, for the whole thing as the verdict did happen today. But yeah, so. This yeah. was a lot of fun. Like I said, thank you both so much for coming on. Um, we're do, we're doing a long Midwest goodbye at this point, but <laughs> it's <laughs> but, always a pleasure, oh, sir. So oh, thank you. No, pr- appreciate you both so much. But this will wrap up episode twenty of the podcast. I am Zach Martin, and I t- until I see you next time for the Nita Nita Rider episode twenty one. I'll see you next time. Listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.